This is the film wrap up. They wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film raps, bro, we keep it real, that's us. Mike check one two one two. Welcome to the 18th installment of the film wrap up. And I'm one of your hosts, the film fiend himself, and I'm with my boy. It's the rap nerd, what's going on, film? Uh, not much, man. <laughs> we took what another three week hiatus after that celebration of the uh, Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See see you saying not much, but it's been a lot of shit happening, so uh, sure. uh, um, yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's just, it's still maneuvering through 2021, oh my you know, God. making sure 2021 isn't 2020 again. So, you know, we have some things to take care of, but we back to knock it out the park. You could have fooled me, bro. Still feel like, <laughs> like they got an extension of 2020 to me right now. I mean, you ain't lying. I'm, I'm trying. Just, <laughs> just trying to. Facts, facts. So let, let's enjoy some of this escapism that we call movies and film. Mm-hmm. And some rap, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this show's like it's gonna be packed. We got a lot of good topics. For example, we're gonna be giving our one, our five non hip hop rap albums. We're gonna be remembering a legend. Yeah. Talking DC, MCU, all that good stuff. But starting off, I don't know about you, but me growing up, Mortal Kombat was a heavy staple. In my childhood, like going to arcades, playing the arcade games, like the console games, all of that. Even um the '90s films from way back. I know you have um a little more appreciation for them than I do, but um, <laughs> and that's not a jab. That that's I think I think even you could agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah definitely. I, I do. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, the reboot or new take of Mortal Kombat just released. And I want to get your spoiler, spoiler review on it. <sighs> that says a lot. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you already know where I'm headed with, with the spoiler review. <laughs> and this movie, I'm okay. I'm, I'm gonna say this right. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't hate it, but I sure as hell don't love it either. Like to mm-hmm. me. This movie is like it's like mid at best. I just think a lot of balls were dropped um, in multiple areas. Um, it just, like I said, I, I, I feel like the first one uh-huh. captured the tone better than this one did, uh-huh. and that was PG thirteen. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this movie they just was like, you know what? We're gonna make kills and show blood, and it'll be Mortal Kombat, and they just uh-huh. didn't really they forgot everything else about Mortal Kombat to come with it so yeah that's how I think but so before I get into get the specifics what do you think like where are you at with it yeah I agree uh, 100% with you and I think we got played because we saw the 7 minute clip and we saw the trailer actually and we're expecting some high octane action true to the lore material and actually good fighting and we got absolutely none of that no. so yeah I was um heavily disappointed from uh, from this film but to be honest there's a little part of me that expected this and the reason is when this film got first introduced and I saw who was actually behind it not James Wan because he's just producing but I yeah. mean like the director and the screenwriter 
they're both brand new. This is their first, like, Hollywood feature. Like, his first movie and his first... The first movie he's directing for the director and the first film that he's writing for the screenplay writer. And it, it shows, mm. bro. Because I felt those were the weakest points of this film. Yeah, um, they, they were. Yeah, so that's lightly put it. But you said you wanted to get deep, deeply and more details into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted you to get your overall points and then we kind of discuss more and more about it. So, yep. uh, so that's my overall. On the same, yeah, so we come on the same page with it. Like you said, with it being a first-time writer and director... I just, you know, you needed somebody in there that seasoned one or the other. I feel like you need, if you're gonna have a first-time writer, yes. you need to have a seasoned director who can handle it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's what I think. Because, and the reason I say about the, you know, the, the director aspect of it, like, like you, we talk about Aquaman a lot, right? And mm-hmm. I know, I know, you're, you're pretty heavy on the script. That like it could have been a lot better, mm-hmm. but what saved the movie is fantastic directing by James Wan. Couldn't agree more. And, and and to me, like I told you, you know, the text when we watched the movie, that to me, Mortal Kombat is what Aquaman could have been if Juan didn't direct it. Yeah, that's a perfect and, take. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if a lot of stuff is just wrong, man. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna also put this out here because I don't know if a lot of people notice, but the lead actor who played Cole, mm-hmm. he came out and said that. His favorite fight scene was cut, and there were a lot. Oh, more. I think that's the um, the dude that played Sub Zero. No, that, that that was the dude that played uh, Cole. Who said, who oh, said that. was it? I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, mm-hmm, it was him. Cause um, I I tweet I, I screenshotted it and put it on my review to show. Oh no, yeah, you're right. You're right. And he was saying like they cut his favorite scenes out, and there's a lot more fighting. So that leads me to the belief also it's kind of mm-hmm. like I don't know if I can really put all the fault on them because I I, I don't know what was supposed to be the movie. I don't know if it was supposed to be two and a half hours mm-hmm. and they just they just went in there and BBS'd it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But WB got to stop doing that shit, bro. Because like, I always say short movies aren't going to make you more money. That's, that's, that ain't that ain't the equation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was watching uh, this YouTuber and he was talking about the movie, right? And he mm-hmm. said he thinks that WB is cutting movies down for more shows specifically because of the pandemic. Mm. And I was like, that kind of makes sense because Godzilla vs. Kong is another one to me that was shortened as well. Mm-hmm. You could tell. It, and even another girl tweeted that. So, long story short, whoever edited it did a terrible job, man. Like, I mean, the fight scenes. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, <laughs> one scene specifically is when Jax is fighting the dude with the hammer. I don't know who that guy is. But um, because they didn't, they didn't tell me who he was. They just mm-hmm. showed him up. So, um, he's fighting a dude, and the first frame when he when he swings, when he cocks the punch back to swing, mm-hmm. it it cuts to a wide shot from behind. Mm-hmm. You don't do that with fights, bro. Mm-hmm. Like like the key thing about a fight is you can have cuts, but the cuts need to make sense, and that makes zero sense. And there's a lot of that going on in a movie. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, the editing for me is what really killed the movie, honestly. And uh, last thing about editing before I you know, throw it back to you. Um, <laughs> there, are scene, there are parts of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Since you edit videos, so you understand this. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever know, you, you know how you're trying to split a clip? Mm-hmm. And then you, you you forget to remove a piece of it? Yes. So when it exactly goes to the, So when it goes to the next scene, you see like a little bit of yes. something there. And, mm-hmm. then it, and I remember watching that just like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> 
what just happened? <laughs> what scene is this? Um, it, it's I remember it specifically. It's it's the scene when Jax is talking to Sonya when he first gets his metal arms. Uh huh. And she says something to him, and it shows his face. Okay. And dog, literally, he's about to open his mouth, and it cuts. <laughs> wow. Now I gotta rewatch it just for that. Yeah, like, 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 you can see him about to open his mouth, like, form his mouth to say something, and then when it cuts, you can see, like, a little piece of, like, something. I don't know what, what that was. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the next scene. I'm just like, hold up, what? Ain't this a big budget movie? Like, how? How do you let that slip? You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, since we, since we edit videos, you know, mm-hmm. I saw that, which is kind of like, and the reason I, I caught it on the second watch, because I was just like, whoa, wait a minute, what the, like, and um, yeah, the editing just made it bad. I think the music sounded really cheap. It's um, terrible. Uh, what else? I think the character development was non-existent. Mm-hmm. And a big issue. I, can't, I, I keep talking, but I got. I'm just gotta get all this shit out, man, because I'm, I'm super disappointed. Um, Don't blame me. It's just like, yeah, they have fatalities, but who cares? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you don't care about anybody who's dying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, and, mm-hmm. and that's to me what the first the first movie did in the '90s. Like all the fatalities felt personal. They mm-hmm. felt close. They felt intimate. So it, it it hit hard. These was just like, oh, it's just some guy getting you know getting his head um, blown up. Mm-hmm. It's just some dude getting sliced. Like nobody cares, man. So yeah, um, wooden characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it to you. I, I'm sounding really bad right now. So g- g- give it up for me. Yeah, um, it's not going to get any better on my side because all the issues that you just pointed out there, I agree 100% with. And yeah, the thing, like with editing, like we both like, my videos are like edit, like 100% edit. It's like I have to edit every frame and stuff like that. So whenever like a little, like if I put a video and I cut it at a certain part and the little like clip comes and you see it for like half a second and it like that irritates me. So me I'll, too, bro. I'll scrap a whole video just to go back to that one piece because I, I I can't stand it. Like, mm-hmm. wow. And the fact of big budget Hollywood, wow. That that's an L. That's crazy. <laughs> and that wild. just yeah, and that just puts a spotlight on it. It seems like everybody involved in this film was inexperienced. Yeah. Like I understand um they have James Wan's name as producer, but a lot of the time like these producers, it's just producer credits. They're not heavily involved in James Wan is an extremely busy man like he has films mm-hmm. left and right so he can't you know be there like a like babysitting watching everything they do so that's ridiculous but yeah. uh a, li- a little fun fact <laughs> a little fun petty fact from from me oh god uh one of the writers yeah um the the newbie right Greg Russo but there's also another writer his name is Dave Callahan and you know, you want to know what else he wrote? Oh, give it to me. What do you what do? You do? Wonder Woman 1984. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. And you, you guys can do what you want to do with that. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, man. Exactly like, what I said. I'm watching this film just like, bro, like, what is all this humor? Like, like mm. what, what is what is all this forced humor? Like, mm-hmm. I get... You know, some people like Kano, and you know, I'm just like, I get, I, I get what he's doing, but this shit is over the top, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like, this feels like an MCU movie that wanted to be rated R. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like to me. And oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hijack it, but damn, 
No, I'm glad that you actually brought up that exact fact, the Kano thing. Because after um, I posted my review and I and I went off on Kano because I thought he was one of the worst characters, if not the worst character, well, him and Cole Young in, in this oh, film. Yeah. And then I went and, and I watched a bunch of other, you know, reviewers to see their thoughts. Damn near every single person loved Kano. In the I know, movie. right? It was like, oh, he, he damn near saved the film. I'm like, is there like an extended cut that, that I didn't I didn't <laughs> see or something? Because to me, like the minute you're introduced to him when he's chained up and his sense of humor, those one-liners, which none of them hit for me, like maybe one or two of the one-liners hit, but he he to me was the biggest, one of the biggest issues of, the, of, of this film was yeah. his dialogue. And actually the dialogue as a whole, this has to be one of the worst dialogues I've seen in a film and I, I don't know how long bro like I watched Tom and Jerry last uh, last month and, and the dialogue in there was 20 times better than this than this trash like like to the point like some of the stuff they said they didn't even feel like real human characters it felt like so generic and like 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 wooden like you said it was it was ridiculous from like Sonya's character and I'm sure like these people are good like actors I'm not too familiar with them because they're I believe she's a, a Australian actress I, I haven't really seen her in a lot but um, yeah. I'm pretty sure like it's the source material that they're given that's why you know it is that what it is but yeah uh, what else well, like you said it, it comes to having an experienced director though because if you're yeah. an experienced director when you when they say a line mm-hmm it's up to the director to be like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta put some more oomph in that because I don't really, like, it's up to the director to do that, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And lacking seasoning, you know, he thought yeah, it was good. Definitely. And, um, yeah, uh, one of my biggest, like, happy, like, the, the fatalities, I think they got it on point. Like, it, it felt true to the video game aspect. Yeah, but yeah. leading up to it, the fight, the fights were horrible. Very minus anything related with Sub Zero, which was the MVP of this film. Nigga, and what? the only reason this film has a little bit of rewatchability is because of Sub Zero alone. This yeah, dude real. was fire. Minus yeah. how they treated him towards the end, which is some bullshit. They had to go two and one just to beat him. But okay, even Dodo <laughs> put some respect on his name. Two on one, dude sliced up. My man cut, closes the cage. Takes off it, ready to go toe to toe, bro. That's gangster. Yeah, that's yeah. gangster. But yeah, I was thrilled with like, well, if it wasn't for Sub Zero, this film would be unwatchable. And honestly, I wouldn't want to see a sequel. But I would be okay with a sequel to this with a better, with a new writer and a new director. Because I yeah. feel all the seasoning is there. It's just mixed terribly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like 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 a, a sequel could do this movie. You know, a sequel could be a hundred percent better. You know, yes. I think they just get somebody in with more experience to mm-hmm. flesh stuff out and edit the fights. Like you know, yes, I, I think you know, because like you said, this movie, it, it it it's funny because all of the bad stuff we're saying, it does have some stuff in it that makes that, that you could get another watch out of it. Yes, and, and watch it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's why I'm in a weird place with it because it's like. I think it's a lot bad, but at the same time, like I see what I see what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, because like even with they have this beautiful location for Outworld. Mm. I'm like, wherever the hell this is at, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But you're only there for like five minutes in the whole movie. A millisecond. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just 
it could be fixed. You just need somebody to write it better and um and, and shoot it better. I agree, cause the dude they have, I love the dude they they have playing Scorpion. I love the dude they have playing Sub Zero, um, Lucane, all of them. Like I didn't feel it was the actors' fault. Even the dude that played Cole Young, his character was trash. But I don't believe it's the actors' fault. You know what yeah, saying? yeah, I agree. Like um, what else was I about to say? But um, as far as the Warner Brothers and the cutting the two hours thing, uh, I don't know because I saw because you, you sent you sent that post too, and then I saw him and uh, what's his name Lewis whatever Lewis I'm sorry no disrespect Lewis Tan I he said himself I guess he, he wrote right underneath it that it's a very it's very common to cut scenes in most films I guess oh I see that bullshit he put like stop. <laughs> Stop, what you dog. Mean? Like, stop. Some bullshit, nigga. Like, Those no. his words. <laughs> Bro, he's an actor. He doesn't know anything. Like, but that's not where. Um, what you call it? Bradley Cooper. He did his first uh, film, A Star Is Born, and one of the one of the striking things because he's a he was a new director in that film. I don't know if you ever seen it. That film is fire. I don't know if you yeah. ever seen A Star Is Born. But um, he said one of his advice that he got is from a big name director. I don't know if it was Tarantino, Nolan, Scorsese, was one of the three. But I guess one of his biggest um advice he got was that cut learn like cutting stuff or learning to cut some of your favorite parts. I guess could actually help a film. So I'm saying all of this to say I think in this instance, like it might be just the unseasoned director or writer because a more seasoned director would probably been able to be like all right the favorite fight we could exchange it for another fight because every other fight in here was trash you know what i'm saying i mean no that's true but for me personally though it ain't about the fights like like it's about just editing stuff down like i feel like the key trash like i feel like there are key pieces of stuff just cut out like Mm -hmm. that, that 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 actually fit into the story to make mm-hmm. it because like the whole thing about Shang Tsung when he was talking to the, everybody it was just like their pieces missing it's like what are you talking about like mm-hmm. you know because I feel like to the person who doesn't know anything about Mortal Kombat they would be confused mm-hmm. they'd be kind of like what's happening mm-hmm. I'm just we just so happen to be you know into the lore of Mortal Kombat and understand it so I'm like I, I see what they're doing mm-hmm. but like you introducing characters with just the name you ain't mm-hmm. saying nothing else that's true like, that is true you know what I'm saying? Something like, oh, oh uh, send, send the reptilian something to go get him. And if and you don't nobody, know what that's... Exactly, bro. It took me a while. I'm like, wait, is that Reptile? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, who is that? Like, Reptile mm-hmm. is actually like a ninja. Exactly. Who, who you know what I'm saying? I mean, Shorty, who was like a flying demon or something, like she just like, yes. she was just like bring me my girl or something and she just flew down and didn't say nothing and then they just kept the conversation moving i'm like i don't know who that is like who and is her this? introduction was so weird she goes isn't she pretty i'm like wait what that's what i'm saying i'm like what the hell is happening yeah normally i would um i'm like all right maybe more of this would have been better but seeing like who they actually had writing it a rookie writer and somebody that worked in wonder woman 1984 as much as you know some people may love that film the <laughs> script in that film is pretty terrible like i'm a dc <laughs> i'm a diehard dc fan but i don't care it could be a batman film batman for uh forever for you know some people that think it's better than the dark knight i'm not gonna mention any names but you Daddy. know like 
But you know, yeah, the, like those, the scripts are, are are weak. So you know, that's what I think about this film. I mean, you you you, you, you are right. Like you, you could mm. be right. I just always find it. I guess I'm just. It's just weird to me sometimes mm. when big properties like this are like mm-hmm. under two hours. I I agree. Like, that's just I like. Agree. Cause I mean, if this was like some indie movie, I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. whatever. But I mean, this is like Mortal Kombat. This is like a movie that has a lot of lore, has mm-hmm. so much going on with it. And I'm just like, uh, under two hours? Like, are we getting everything? Like, the like, even only God, reason. Okay. Oh, yeah, the only reason um, I don't, cause, cause it's hard to say, cause you know we're obviously not there, and we're not involved with the films, but. Like the two, the under two, the two hour, the under two hour mandate that Warner Brother had was be was because of Kevin and Ushiana. What's the, I forgot how to say his name. You know the old yeah, CEO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like he had that mandate in place for Justice League because I guess he was due for either a bonus or to you know rehire, and he had to hit a certain mark. So he said that film had to be you know hit that two hour mandate so he so it could be played a lot in the theaters and. They got rid of him or he left willingly, you know, whatever is happening over there is, is I guess, happening there. And that was like in 2018. So I'm, I'm saying all this, to, I'm not 100% sure if that two hour mandate is still there. So See, I, don't know. I, I, I would agree with you, but mm-hmm. it's just too many factors, man. Like, like I said, the actor saying scenes got cut. It's like, okay, you're just saying scenes got cut. Mm-hmm. In the movie prior, an actor said the same damn thing. Scenes got cut. You know, there's a lot more to the character. Yeah, a lot more character mm-hmm. development than it was supposed to be. Then, I don't know if you saw, but Kathy Ann just came out and said more stuff got cut from Birds of Prey. I did not see that. No. Oh, yeah, I did somebody not know about that. Yeah, somebody tweeted her and was like, "Hey, Kathy, I love you, you know you know the scene when um, Black Mask is uh, is interrogating Harley and then a little dance number goes." Yeah. <laughs> And that he movie asked fire, her, though. Yeah, yeah, I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, I love it. He he asked her like, "Hey, was um was this whole thing supposed to be in a movie or mm-hmm. or what?" And she was like, "Yeah, the whole thing was was supposed to be in a movie, but I had to cut it." And I'm just like, mm. <sighs> uh, like, I guess I, I, I get what you're saying about you know certain things could make the movie better, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. Like, as a director, if you feel like this should have been necessary and you're willing enough to walk out in, in public and be like, no, they cut it. I wanted this to be in here. They cut mm-hmm. it. I feel like it, it could have been integral to the story. Mm. So yeah. I still have to say, we don't know what it could be, but it's just a common thing that I've seen with movies <clears throat> being an hour and 52 minutes specifically. It's just weird mm-hmm. when it's a film that's like a, 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 a what do they call it, an intellectual property. Mm-hmm. It just so happens to be something that's that's hot, and they cut it now. But neither here nor there, the movie wasn't that great, so it wasn't. But but with that being said, I wouldn't mind a sequel just with you know better, more experienced crew. For sure. Of writers sure. and directors, yeah. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So since we on this wave, you know, of new things coming out, the finale for Falcon and Winter Soldier happened um, Friday. Yes, so sir. I wanted you. You know, give me your thoughts on the series as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. um, and and the finale, you know, the final episode. <laughs> All right, uh, so <clears throat> I, I focus on the, the, you know what? Let me let me do the whole series. Should I? Do you want me to start with the whole series or just the latest episode? Um, it's, it's weird because it's kind of like the latest episode is like 
kind of a nice wrap up to the entire series. Like, kind it of is. It. Um, like it, it's a callback to the first episode. Yeah, exactly. It's a callback mm-hmm. to you know the whole journey of the show. So, I guess I mean whichever, whichever one you're gonna do, bro. Like, yeah. So I start off with the series as a whole. So as far as this series goes, it did not meet my expectations. And, oh, um, it, did, it did not meet them. It did not meet my expectations. It didn't. Oh, it exceeded them. No, it didn't exceed it either. It, really? It, I think this series. No, this. Don't get me wrong, though. With that being said, this series was good, but I had Winter Soldier like type of um, expectations for this. And ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I, that, that's another case of me. It's just like, um, like we had that talk about Batman and uh, BVS. I had BVS, you know, Batman for Justice League. But those, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. high, like this one, I had one the soldier type because it's dealing with the same type of characters. But it didn't, it didn't meet it for me because I felt like it took, like th- these episodes were weird, and and the pacing, like we we spoke about this early in the series, like the pacing was terrible, dude. Like <laughs> I don't know it's be- if it's because like you said, because you brought that to my attention, like it felt like this was meant to be a movie. And a, instead of a, you know a TV show and yeah, uh-huh. chopping it up like six parts like that, it slowed down the pacing while while you could you know sit down watch a mm-hmm. two and a half hour three hour movie and it, you know it all flows together. Mm-hmm. But um like I found like there's like episode two and three like they didn't even have a menacing um, antagonist like you didn't you didn't know who the bad guy is and that's actually. That shadows the whole series to me. The uh, Flag Smashers were straight garbage. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Horrendous. When I told you I could not stand Carly in them, bruh, when she, when she, spoiler alert, when she finally died at the end and she said, I'm sorry, I started dying, bro. I was laughing. I'm like, yo, about, about, I'm like, God, about time. This could have happened like three episodes ago and I would have been straight. Like... The first, these first two series, I love one of, I love one of Vision, and I love, um, I do like this a lot. Like I, I, I consider it like a B show, like an eight point five out of ten. If I had to give it a grade, mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't exceed an A to me. And the reason is they kind of hark back to the older MCU. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, the older MCU had this big issue of where it will big up its superheroes, and while not really giving, not really caring about their villains. Like, look at WandaVision and look at this show. WandaVision's um, villain was Agnes. Mm-hmm. What did she really do in the show? I have no idea. Exactly. And this one is supposed to be the Flag Smashers and what's um, the Power Broker. They, they, all three were terrible villains. But the heroes all shine. So. The, I feel like the villains took a backseat, and it was one of Marvel's biggest issues when they first came out until, you know, they started it's fixing a, it. It's, it's still an issue. They ain't fixing it. You don't think so? Like, you no. Killmonger, uh, Thanos, um... Ooh, two people. Who? Oh, I'm not done yet. Um, Even Zemo. I like Zemo from Civil War. Uh, Three people. Ooh. F- uh, v- Vulture from um, Spider-Man. Well, you didn't like Homecoming, right? I, th- I think it's okay. I don't yeah. Know. I like Hella too from um the say what you want about the movie. I thought she was, she was pretty fire. And um the executioner from uh the Guardians of the Galaxy, I liked them. 
The who? So, uh, the dude, the executioner. You remember from, um, I forgot what his first name is. From the the first Guardians movie. Oh, uh, Ronan? Ronan, yeah. I liked him in there. Um, what else, what else? Yeah, I gotta, I, I'm having trouble remembering the rest of the film because, um, the stereo that was trash. Well, it wasn't trash, it just, the motors were in. But going back to this, like, I felt like, you know, it felt like the first, um, what, what is it? The first phase. stage? Yeah, yeah the, the, first, phase, there go, the first phase of the MCU where the mm-hmm. villains took the backseat and the heroes got bigged up. And um, the F- Falcon character was handled so oddly. Like, the first two episodes, it was a real focus on Sam and him being a black um, superhero and stuff like that. And then the next two, three episodes, like, his character development was thrown away. And then yeah, they went back weird, at right? it. Yeah, and then they went back at it the last two episodes. So you have a whole middle section where Sam wasn't important at all. Like, it, And also, um, the Wonder Soldier, the first two episodes, they really like establish PTSD, him being the Winter Soldier, and then his character was pretty much shadowed and took a backseat all to really kind of big up Falcon in my opinion and I didn't like that um, you know the Winter Soldier really took a backseat because he didn't he didn't do much this uh, this series I don't know if you realize that like what did he really really do so besides punching stuff yeah. yeah exactly those are my negatives but um this show where it exceeded man <sighs> John Walker was fired bro I don't care yeah. what anybody says yeah I understand a lot of people um I guess disliked him being capped because he's not Chris Evans or, or whatever. But boy, he went <laughs> episode four when he uh, took the dude out, bro. The best Fire. episode of, of the whole series, bro. Like, Easily the best. I'll rewatch and, that um, one again. Like, agreed. And um, yeah, I loved, I, I loved, I loved him in there, and you know, I, and I loved how they felt when they finally felt like. Focusing on Sam, because prior to the show, I hated Sam Wilson. Like we, we spoke about that. You know why? Why I dislike Sam Wilson? But um, I felt like this series they really they changed my opinion on him. Mm. Like they gave him a purpose. He, you know, you you understood where he was coming from, and him like dealing with Isaiah, that dynamic that, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that's my you know my take. On the series, and I and I get back to um, the last episode. I'll let you tell me what you think about the series. Oh yeah, um, the series is. It's funny you say that because I, I a lot of points I agree with um, mm-hmm. about how this felt like Phase One again. This mm-hmm. one and Wanda, you know, with the type of storytelling they're doing. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, the Flag Smashers. I don't even know why they were there. Like they just Trash, were, oh were just. God. They're literally just a group of people for. Sam and um, Winter to, Winter Soldier to beat up. I mean, that's all they did. You know who they, what they felt like to me? You Did you watch Power Rangers growing up? They were like putties? <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say foot soldiers on, on um, for um, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, yeah, that's what I feel yeah. like. All of the foot, same. Yeah, just foot soldiers for people to beat up. Like They have no Yo. type of impact on anything. 
it's just like even like Carly, like she was annoying the hell out of me. I was, I, I literally was saying, can somebody shoot her? Like, yes. Cause I'm, I'm tired of this whole like, oh, I'm innocent. I'm trying to help the world because they don't understand. So to help the world, I got to kill people. It's like it's just, uh, it was just, it's just, it's just one of those overly used tropes that I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right, come on, like. Her motive yeah. made no sense. Yeah, it, it just didn't. I was hoping it was gonna have like the OG Flash Smasher like be the real villain, but didn't pan out. So you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Even bringing back Zemo, I still don't quite know why why he was there. I, I, I really don't. That wasn't Zemo. You think you think it was a, a scroll? No, I really no. It, it it's meant to be Zemo, but I mean like his oh, character they, from yeah. Silver War, that serious menacing. Zemo, and then we have this Zemo that's dancing in the club and stuff like that. He would, his his character like did a complete 180. It didn't feel like the same Zemo. So, yeah, know. and just like you said, man, like the, the character arcs and um, what is it? Um, damn, the uh, who the spotlight was on was just kind of weird. Mm. Like you know, like you said, the first Fairy. the first episode, first two episodes, I feel like. Um, were kind of split evenly mm-hmm. um, as far as like who to look at but then like I said you get, to, you get to episode 3 and it's just like Sam episode 3 and 4 Sam is non-existent he's not even like a factor for real mm-hmm. and then yep. and then you get to you know episode 6 where, then John Walker takes over as like the guy who the spotlight's on yep. and and then it's, it's just weird how they did it it was it's kind of weird and I think like I told you I feel like this was a movie that was it just broke into pieces and mm-hmm. just I could see kept, that. And just kept more footage to make each episode longer. Like, because it's just like, I, I don't know. Um, I think it might have been better as a movie shaved down to like two hours, two and a half hours, yes. um, to be real. Uh, so, overall, like I said, I liked it. I, you know, some good action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the cinematography was, was like actually better mm-hmm. um, than a lot of the past movies. And it, it, it actually felt like a just a movie more so, mm-hmm. for so than just like an MCU type thing. Um, and I do like how they addressed Sam becoming Captain America because mm-hmm. I ain't never like the idea of him taking over, even in the comic book. At I was like, all. that's stupid. No, that's stupid. Like it's just you just giving the black man the white man scraps, like, mm. and, and we're not going to address that. But the fact that they did address it and they. Put it out there, like, no, nigga, you a coon if you do that. I'm glad, I'm glad that Isaiah told him that. Like, ain't no self-respecting <laughs> black man gonna pick mm. that shield up. Mm-hmm. And, and then at the, 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 the last episode, when Sam has that speech and addresses that, saying like, "Look, people gonna hate me for doing this. I know that. Mm. You know, like, like a black man representing America, they gonna they, people are gonna hate this. A number of people are. Last and week. and that's the part that I'm like, I want to hear them say out loud, like, what it is, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So. I appreciate that, and I like the suit on Sam. That it looks dope. Like it looks. I didn't expect to like it like that. <laughs> like I was like, mm. you know, had this corny ass American flag suit with the wings. But then when he shows up for the first time, holding that shield, I was, I was like, damn, that's fine. Mm. Mm. Like, like the one shot when he's floating down with Carly. Yes, yes, with the wings out. Yes, bro. Ooh. That shit was hard. I was like, yes, damn. it was. And again, like the cinematography for this show was so much better. Like I'm, it I'm was. really, like this show has still images that I can take and like, like you know, admire. Like mm-hmm. the whole shot with John Walker with the shield from below with the blood on the shield. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be an iconic shot. Um, 
Yes, it will. You know, seeing the wings coming down, and there's like a shot where the shield is on the left side, and it fills mm-hmm. up the whole left side of the frame, and, on, mm-hmm. and further back, you see Sam standing there looking at it. Like, it's just little stuff that... Oh, yeah, sh- I got that. I know exactly what you're talking about. When they're yeah. in the warehouse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the show has a lot of shots like that, and I appreciate that, because this is... You know, you, I, I like seeing frames that can just be like put on the wall. I love that kind of stuff. So you know what my favorite shot might be when um after he kills the dude and he runs in the warehouse and he's you know having that mental break because of the serum and his oh and yeah his, um with his fake uh black falcon dying mm-hmm. and he kneels over and his head's on top of the shield and you see the shield like that shot was dope bro yeah fire fire mm. so. Um, like I said, I, I I would give it the same rating. You know, you do. I, I think it was mm-hmm. a good eight eight and a half out of ten. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's what I think about. Yeah, and when I say like it doesn't, it didn't meet it. It's like like I said, like to me, Wonder Soldier is a A A plus type of uh, film for me, for my personal opinion. And you know, those are the type of hopes I I had, but. Like I had some issues with the pacing and the focus. That's what. That's the main issue I had with the show. Is like, like give me one focused narrative, mm-hmm. and don't like the Winter Soldier is such a complex character, and I felt the first two episodes they nailed it. They really did. Seeing him, yeah, bro. Seeing him dealt with his past mistakes, like sleeping on the floor, like all of that. I'm like, I, I got that. And then when he first meets Zemo, Zemo's trying to use the same words again and it has no effect. Mm-hmm. But the scene, the, the thing that really got me, and I thought it was going to be a major payoff, and it didn't, is, you know, the dude that he actually killed the son of, that he, you know, he was trying to have coffee with him, stayed in the same area to try to make amends and, and finally told him, I, I killed your son, you mm-hmm. know, I was the Winter Soldier. But how they handled that scene in this episode was horrendous yeah it, it just kind of like oh he just he silenced and then it just cut to him leaving i'm just like what? exactly <laughs> and like that scene because you could see how impact like i'm like the first two episodes i'm like when he finally because everybody knew he was gonna tell him but like when he finally tells him like yo this is gonna wreck me and then like and how he was explaining it I killed your son. No, he said, "No, where the soldier killed your son? It was me." I'm like, "Bro, can't you? Couldn't you? Like, all right, I was being brainwashed, such and such. Like, let that scene breathe. Like, let let dude like see the amp impact of dude like hearing that shit. Like, like his comeback. Like, that scene should have been easily five to ten minutes, not five yeah. to ten seconds. Yeah. So I felt like it was wasted and like." Mainly because like they they spent so much time focusing on bigging up Falcon. Even like the it was called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I always thought that was weird. I'm like, to, the Winter Soldier has always been a better character to me. So why is Falcon being the title role? But so I didn't like how he took a back seat. But yeah, the show did what it did good is it gave you that's what both of these shows did. They give you a different pacing. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. the typical um, MCU formula, in my opinion. It no, gave you I something know. new, it's more grounded, and and Wyatt Russell killed it as Cap, bro. Yeah. Yo, know, and Isaiah too, the Isaiah Bradley dude, bro. Yeah, fire. He yeah, he killed so, it. So yeah, I enjoyed um, the show as a whole. It didn't, you know, meet 
uh, the hopes that I had for it, but you know, it was it was still good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Last thing before you get off the subject, I would I do want to address a scene that bothered the hell out of me. Um, Which, mm-hmm. When you know, Cap, not Cap, I say Cap. Well, I mean, he's Cap now, I guess. But uh, when when Sam and Bucky were talking, throwing the shield, mm-hmm. and you know they're talking about, you know, Sam was like, uh, like shoot, has a complicated past, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Bucky's like, you know, when Steve told me what he was gonna do, I don't think either one of us, you know, knew what it would be like to, you know, hand a black man the shield. How could we? Time out. Time out. <laughs> Dog, y'all grew up in the 20s. Mm. And segregation was still a thing. Heavy. Nigga, you knew what, what, what was going to happen. And mm-hmm. I said it to say, I just would have lo- loved to hear Bucky just say, for instance, he'd just be like, when Steve told me about, you know, the plans, mm-hmm. um, you know, we... We had an idea about how it would look to have a black man as a shield, and mm-hmm. I know the toll is taken on you knowing that, and you know mm-hmm. how we grew up. Just, just acknowledging, like, no, we know there's, there's some racism. You ain't got to say the R word. I get it. You don't want to say that, but mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't play that clueless card. That's one thing that really aggravates me about people playing the clueless card when it comes to racism. You know, don't, don't, no, don't do that. You knew, you knew, bro. Like, come on, stop. So, yeah, yeah I agree with that. And it didn't really make sense because uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, was last seen in Endgame, right? And that was in 2019. Mm-hmm. And if this, uh, the MCU, is supposed to mimic the real world, that means <laughs> in 2019, it was, it was, you know, racism was pretty heavy back then. So yeah, yeah, very heavy. Yeah, so it's like exactly. saying you didn't, you didn't know. I'm like, come on, man, like you knew, like stop. Makes Might seem sense. petty, but to me, mm-hmm. you know, I just think. Racism needs to be called out for what it is. Like we don't tiptoe around it. And we know we know why mm-hmm. it, it was going to be hard for that to happen. So yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So like we said, I, I saw you give it a B, eight point five, and and I and I give it the same thing. So to say that we both really enjoyed it because that's a high grade for anything. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. So next topic actually directly involves this. Friday was announced after episode six, the series finale, that Captain America four film is in the works. What is your thoughts about that? I'm I'm ready to see it. Like I I, I hope that they treat it with the same type of um, specifics of mm-hmm. the speech that he gave mm-hmm. on the final yeah. episode. Like like I I hope the movie is about that. Mm-hmm. I don't care about nothing else. Just make make it about this. I want to mm-hmm. see the world's response to a black Superman. Mm-hmm. I want to see the world's black response to a black Captain America. Mm-hmm. I want to see both sides of it. I want to see the people that hate it. Mm-hmm. I want to like like you know the black people that call him a coon. I want to see the white people who are racist. <laughs> like no, we can't have no, we, we can't have your kind as Cap. I want to see mm-hmm. that, and I want to see the love side. I want to see how he deals with that role. You know, mm-hmm. and you know there are countless characters you can you know villains that you can use, but I want to see that part addressed. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying so I'm excited for it. You know, what about you? Yeah, uh, I don't think. Uh, Captain America 4 technically needs a villain. I think him, Dylan, will, will exactly what you said could be the main per, um, antagonist for that sh- film. And yeah, I think right. they're actually going to do that because the same writers for the show is writing this film. And okay. I wouldn't think they would, um, you know, having that speech and him saying what they, like, and then to have a film and you don't deal with that at all, that's, that's going to be 
that's weird to me. Like, it, yeah, that yeah, has yeah. to be heavy. You can't just, you know, all puns intended, fly past that. But yeah, um, I've never read a Captain America comic with Sam Wilson as, you know, Captain America. So I don't fully know, you know, his stories and stuff like that. But I, I did see on Twitter that I guess there's this, you know, reportedly amazing good Captain America comic with Sam Wilson and it deals directly with that like him being a black super uh, a black Captain America you know the good and the bad so if they pull from that I think we should be good yeah I, I, think I, I, know, I know what you're talking about too I think I saw that it is like it's mm-hmm. perfect I don't know much either so mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that they can bring that to life to make it something that can really change the game you know especially for like you know you know black people who, who are a fan of this because you know people like to credit Black Panther as like being like you know oh you know black superhero but I'm like he African though so it's not like mm, like true. he he really is a representation for me you know I, you know, I, I felt what Killmonger was saying but you know he's yes. a villain he's a that's villain I wanted... Killmonger Killmonger stole the show for me like like this dude was secluded in Wakanda like away from the world this whole time mm-hmm. so I, I want to see a, the, the African American story of a hero mm-hmm. like that that's what I'm, I'm ready to see again you know especially after you know since Warner Brothers isn't gonna give Cyborg a movie, and he killed it, so whatever. Um, anyway, so we can uh, keep on the, the same train of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, the, why do you think the MCU shows are better? Because uh, mm. pers- personally, for me, I haven't liked anything Marvel has done since mm-hmm. Infinity War. That was 2018, I think, right? So yeah, three years. I, yeah, I didn't like Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Didn't like Endgame. Mm-hmm. Didn't like Ant Man and the Wasp. Didn't like Spider Man Far From Home. Didn't like mm-hmm. any of those movies. But WandaVision? Fire. Yep, Captain America. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Mm hmm. Dug it. Yep. So, you know, besides, of course, time, you know, you have more time in the show. Uh, is there anything outside of that that makes you, you know, could say why it's been making it better than those yeah i think because um I, I don't know if i could necessarily say they're better because it's only been two two shows and then loki's gonna come up i want to wait till we start getting to the moon nights and sh- yeah, well sure. not we until i say it's better but i love where they're going and the reason i think that is is because it, these two shows have been more of a character study of sorts mm. like they're primarily like showing you and dealing with the characters like WandaVision was all about Wanda dealing with the loss of um grieving the loss of Vision and you know dealing with like it was all her character this one was Falcon Winter Soldier and um even John Walker dealing with PTSD being a black superhero etc all of these were character driven stories and, and 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 from my perspective i think that's what makes the best type of you know film show or movie when you could really really dig into the meat and bones of the characters like yeah. typical mcu films they're not really you know dealing with the characters it's a spectacle mm-hmm. like you're seeing them do cool shit time traveling spider-man ex- like when's the last time that you could say the MCU really, really sat down and dove on a character. Like, Probably Black Panther. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. And 
and not even fully Black Panther. It was one character from Black Panther, Killmonger. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. if you can't take Killmonger from there, like, that's pretty much, uh, you know, the MCU formula minus Kill- Killmonger. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's, that's from my perspective, I felt like, yeah, they're really digging into the characters. Like, they're able to, there's more wiggle room. They're able to, you know, be more mature. Like, like it tripped me out. I don't know if I, if, if, if I'm tripping, but, um, like, seeing the blood from um, John Walker killing the dude. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw blood in that, you know, aspect in the MCU. I could be tripping. No, I, I don't think I've seen blood ever. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the only blood you do see is, like, you know, somebody might have, like, a little blood, like, on a scar or something. Yeah. But, but I mean, it had his, the shield was bloody. I was like, whoa. Yes, he was. Is, I was like, And wow. you see his hand, too. His hand was out. The blood was was dripping from um, the steps and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it's character uh, study and having a little more freedom because it's uh, um, Disney Plus and it's not on the big screen. It's it's um, it's being on, on, a str- on a service, a streaming service. And one last thing, I think it's the fact, which also goes into the character studies. You get more time. It's not just two hours, two and a half hours to deal with these characters. Most of the times it's like four, six hours, depending on how long the show is. So those are those are my opinions. I mean, what honest, about you? you just, <laughs> I was about to say you, you just took everything. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have nothing else to say, honestly. Like you, you like made an encyclopedia. <laughs> and yeah, I, I agree with. That. I mean, I know not, not even trying to be funny, but that's literally. Mm-hmm what I was going to say like in that roundabout way you know more time of yeah. course but mm-hmm. you know actually focusing on the real aspects of characters yes. is what make, it makes what makes it different like I said a character study that's what it is that's, mm-hmm. you know that's what makes some of these other movies so great like the Joker and you know yes you, you know the Dark Knights and the Man of Steel it's like it's just it's character driven mm-hmm. like what is this character thinking how do they feel yeah, and yep. what are they going to do about yep. how they feel you know, so those always make the best stories to me, anyway. So, you know, say you killed it. Yeah. So, yeah. So once again, we are in agreement. Yeah. So, um, with more MCU news, this film has suffered a lot from um the pandemic and COVID and all of that being pushed back, and that's Black Widow, and it got pushed back once again to July 9th. But not only that, it's going on Disney Plus. But for, for premiere access, and it's, I believe, $30. What's your opinion on that news? Are you still excited? And will you watch it premiere wise, or would you go to the theaters to see it? Uh, I, I get why they're doing the premiere access. I do get mm-hmm. it. I, I think that they need to lower that price, though. I don't think yeah, paying $30, like, I don't think $30 is fair in the least bit. Like, come on, mm-hmm. 30 bucks? We already paying, you know, $7. And, yeah. 30 extra that's more than the blu-ray price you know what i'm saying so i'm like mm-hmm. you know if it's 15 i'm like oh i, I can rock with that I, you know I, I can do that but um i think that price is too much mm-hmm. uh my excitement level mm, I, mm. <laughs> I was excited when the when it first the trailer first came out mm-hmm. but now it's just like i honestly the, and like we discussed with the shows i think the shows are gonna make this movie not be as good to be real mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I just highly doubt that they're going to do the kind of character study in Black Widow. I just don't mm-hmm. feel it. I don't see it happening. 
So, uh, you know, because, yeah, I just don't see it happening. I think it's, it's just going to be, you know, another Marvel formula, shoot them up, punch up, you know, <laughs> movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm going to watch it, but, you know, not not too hype, hype about it. But you know, where you stand? Yeah, um, I kind of I agree with you, but when this film first got announced, I was, you know, a little excited, but, you know, pessimistic about it. And then I saw the first trailer, and I, it gave me more worry than excitement. Like, the first really? half of the first trailer, I was like, all right, this looks dope. And then I see her jump off a uh, bridge <laughs> with debris and stuff like that. I'm like, come on, bro. This is Black Widow. She's a, <laughs> a Russian spy, bro. Like, she's a female James Bond, whatever you want to say, Ethan Hunt. Like deal with that aspect of her don't make her just another superhero I, I wasn't too thrilled of that like her and um went to soldier aspect this is your chance to make that type of film again and seeing mm-hmm. her you know like i said jump off like skydiving with debris it, it worried me some about it so my excitement has always been like you know so so but i'm not paying 30 dollars for it and it's not just because of you know, it's Black Widow or whatever. I'm not. Listen, I already have Disney, Disney Plus. I'm paying it monthly. I'm not gonna add another thirty months to, to. And I don't. If you add thirty dollars, is it like for good or is it just for like a twenty-four hour window? I don't know how Premier Access works. Either way, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. But, uh, you know, my excitement is still midway. Like I'm more excited for like Chang Chi, Spider-Man Three, even into like. It's my least most excited Marvel film that's coming out this year. Yeah. But with that being said, I'm I'm definitely going to theaters for it without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think I think I may just wait for it to hit VOD. Um, Are you not going to check it out in theaters? Nah, I'm not. <laughs> I will. I will. I don't know. I'm just I'm just not. Yeah, I might depending on mm-hmm. you know what I what I'm doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's just nothing about this movie is really grabbing me, making me like, oh, you gotta run and see it. It's just. I agree. But but I might go to theaters just because I, w- I want to talk about it because I know it's going to be a lot of stuff shared. So it sure will. So I'm, I'm pretty much sure I'm going to see it. You know, I just don't mm-hmm. really know how. I just, uh, yeah. Because I'm not paying $3 for sure. That ain't happening. Without a doubt. And it's like, uh, I don't know, I got to figure it out. But I am going to see it though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on, MCU, you, you mentioned it, so let's just talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Shane Chi trailer dropped recently. Mm-hmm. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Fire. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. I love what? I was going to say damn near every aspect, but I, from what I saw, I loved everything about it. I yeah, can't I didn't. really yeah. think of a negative. And you, I'm going to let you touch on it, though, but how you broke it down was exactly what I was thinking. Like from like the Jackie, Jackie Chan aspects and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But So I'm going to let you touch on, on that part of it. But, um... Yeah, uh, this was di- a different flavor for the MCU. This is all I personally, I don't want to speak for anybody, been acting for for the MCU. Make your um, characters feel different. Like, they're not written the same in the comics. And, like, I wouldn't want the same type of hero, the same type of film over and over again. I know some people don't even believe the MCU formula is a thing, but <laughs> I think so. Delusion. But I'm <laughs> um, seeing trailer it looks completely out their warehouse 
it feels like the agent the asian culture actually feels real it doesn't feel like they're yes. just shooting it and and yes. damn, i don't want i don't, I don't want to mix uh misspoke i think this is china so i don't want to it could be just i don't want to like it being japan and you know i sound ridiculous but the asian culture looks it looks authentic and real so i love yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah so what do you think about it yeah, I, I agree with you. all you said. Like, I love the, the Asian culture that it feels, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that it's throwing at us, you know. Um, and again, well, as soon as I was watching this trailer, I was like, man, this is giving me Jackie Chan vibes, and I love yes. that, man. Like, like at the ending when the bus tips over and mm-hmm. he's saving people, like puts his leg up, kicks it up, and he's ha- like, that's some Jackie Chan <laughs> stuff. Like, and, and even with the goofiness aspect of it, like you know, this, yes, this, the, the, the humorous <laughs> moments. Like, if you watch. Any '90s Jackie Chan movie is that like, like what they're doing is there, and I just feel like the director or the writer. I don't, I, don't, I can't credit. I don't know which one to credit, but like I said, the Asian culture. Like, there's a scene in there that looked like something right out of a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, I was like, this is amazing. Like, damn. So, uh, I didn't expect to like this trailer as much as I did. Like, I remember running it back over and over. Like, man, this is fire, bro. Like. The whole scene with my man jumping out of the window with, with the mask and they fighting in front of the the neon lights and oh man this is this is good stuff and being a you know a fight junkie like I am mm-hmm. this is checking off all all the right right things for me you know it it, it it looks good like I'm this one is a must see in theaters for me I am going to see this in theaters for sure Facts. and um the fight scene well we I was full with Mortal Kombat but it looks twenty times better choreographed than uh, yes. combat was so yeah. plus for me and I think the dude that's playing Shang Chi like actually like does martial arts and um, stuff like that so that's that's all the plus for me yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh so speaking of keep, keeping the thing moving about trailers mm-hmm. <laughs> my boy <laughs> <laughs> my, my dude dropped the, the, the official trailer for Army of the Dead mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that Fire, 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 fire. Mm. And uh, I've seen, I, I, I watched The Walking Dead. I've seen loads and loads of zombie films. And we only seen like bits and pieces prior to this. So I didn't know what to make of it. I was expecting, you know, you know your, your, your typical zombie movie. But this one felt so different and unique, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. And I'm not just talking to, like, everybody knows Zach as a visual director. Like, the visuals are top tier. But what I was actually seeing, it felt new. Smart zombies, stuff like that. Like, everything about this felt organic. And I think, I could be mistaken, this pandemic or zombie outbreak, whatever it is, is only happening in Las Vegas, right? I think so. I'm, I'm not 100% sure myself. Yeah, because when they walked in and, you know... To where Batista is, he's cooking in what looks like a diner or whatever. So yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah. I believe they said like it's happening. So I love that aspect. It's not like a complete world, you know, takeover ending. Yeah, I'll, yeah. So it just felt refreshing, new, and different. Like that's and I love like listen. I watch I watch movies twenty four seven. I name myself film fiends for a reason. So being able to see like new stuff that you know that you don't typically see it's it's refreshing for me bro and i loved it minus not that i hate it minus seeing 
that throwback shot to Dawn of the Dead with the zombies approaching the RV. That was fire. I like that. Just hold on, you said the zombies approaching the RV. Remember like that one shot um in and Dawn of the Dead when a horde of zombies is around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the same shot I, I thought in the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a similar one. It was like... Yeah, so it put a smile on my face seeing that one. Because that, to me, that was probably like the best shot from um, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, it and definitely iconic. was. Iconic, so seeing that again, I'm like, okay, Zach, I see what you did there. Yeah. And what, what, are you, what about you? What are your thoughts on it? I mean, same here. Like, everything you said, like, uh, Dawn of the Dead was the movie that got me into Zack Snyder. Mm. So, when I heard he was doing another one, I was like, you going back to the, you know, you going back to zombies? And I was like, I wonder, you know, I was a little bit weary because I'm like, he's doing old territory, so I didn't know. Mm. You, you know, he, like I said, he's my favorite director, but I always play, I'm not just like a shill, like, I'm just going like, to excuse anything that's, that's, mm. that they do. So I was a little bit like, where are you going to take it? You know, what are we doing here? And, you know, Seeing the, he had a teaser drop, you know, a little bit of, you know, I think like a month or two ago, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really give you much. It's just kind of like a montage of footage, mm-hmm. but this one giving you dialogue and kind of showing more shots and giving you the story, like I am hype about this man. Like th- to me, this feels like <laughs> it feels like the Suicide Squad, like it's like his version of it, but just mm-hmm. during a zombie pandemic. And I just mm-hmm. love that it seems like the characters are good. it's going to be a wide dynamic of different types of characters. Yep. And it's gonna make it a fun ride. You know, you have Batista, who seems like the serious general, spearhead guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this other, other dude who just seems like he's batshit crazy. Um, then you have, you know, Amari's character, who kind of like, for me, he, he kind of comes off as like uh, some type of uh, old school player type dude. Just the way he says, it, like, like I just seeing these different dynamics and how they're gonna work with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just loving that. Um, the smart zombies thing is like. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, uh, the visual aesthetic, you already know. <laughs> I mean, from the trailer alone, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be, I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. Perfect movie for the summer. Uh, he said it's going to be in theater, select theaters. So, I pray to God it's, it's somewhere that I can drive to because I would love to see this in theaters. But, uh, Don't worry, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped. Yeah, and it's refreshing um, seeing Zach like step out and do other things because he's been working in the comic book realm since 2013 with Man of Steel, right? So that's yeah. a whole eight years. I can't remember when. Um, why, am I, why am I drawing a blank? The other with, uh, with, with Owl Man and Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, I can't remember what year that came out, but since 2013. Oh nine. Okay, so yeah, he's been like full eight years deep in the you know comic book genre seeing him you know step out doing something different i love it i love yeah. original concept for zach yeah me too mm-hmm. so on to more movies uh last year we'll be lucky you know to have stuff be out in theaters now 2021 is starting to look up we have movies that are actually i wouldn't say breaking you know box office records or anything like that but they're doing some impressive numbers for example godzilla just as of today crossed 406 million in the box office that's crazy in the pandemic and you know what's even crazier about that 
It did more than King, Kings of Monsters, there which you is go. bananas. I don't even there understand that. that. That's wild. <laughs> Insane. And also, say what we want about Mortal Kombat with all its issues. Box, Friday, it made $9 million, which shattered records. Because don't forget, this is an R-rated film, and R-rated films don't necessarily do the best at the box office. But mm-hmm. it did 21 to 22 in the weekend, and globally, it's already at 122. Mm. That's impressive. What are your Very. thoughts on those numbers? I, hey, uh, this is another topic that you know was next, but I'm gonna bring it in here. Like I think theaters is back, baby. I think mm-hmm. I think they might be the only way back. Cause like I said, mm-hmm. Godzilla making 400 million is insane. That is insane. Like, how do you beat its prior movie? Yes. When shit was regular, like. <laughs> yes. That is crazy, and you know the crazier part about. The success of Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat is mm-hmm. that it's making these numbers, but they're both on HBO Max to watch. That That yep. is wild to me. Yep. Like, and to me, that shows, like, hey, you can have both. Yes, it's, it's, can. It's, it's not going to kill anything. You know what I'm saying? Some people prefer to watch at home because mm-hmm. it's more convenient for them. Like, for me personally, uh, watching some stuff at home is more convenient for me. Like, I didn't get mm-hmm. Like, another movie that came out recently that I saw, Nobody. I didn't get a chance to go to theaters to see it. I, I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, the way my life is set up, I gotta really pick and choose, like, what can I go to theaters to see? Mm-hmm. So having that as, like, another thing, like, well, you, you can watch it on VOD, if you, you know, if you wanna pay for it. It's, it's mm-hmm. a plus to me. And I feel like it shows that both can work, you know, hand in hand. But uh, it's, it's, it's insane though, bro. Like, it, like yeah. those numbers are just, uh, like, phew, it's crazy. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's it. I ain't got enough to say. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree 100%. Yo, theaters are 100% back with those numbers. And mm-hmm. um, I believe it was two podcasts ago where we were, you know, talking about, you know, does it look, do we think the theaters can make a comeback? And I was like, well, we're going to have to wait for Black Widow to come out. That's when we'll really see you know numbers because it's an MCU film is a big task for a film but little that I know Godzilla versus Kong would do do these numbers if that film is doing numbers like this Mortal Kombat is doing 122 R rated film once July hits mm-hmm. I, bro Black Widow might make a billion bro like to be real I, like I People say billion dollars won't come anytime soon. I I beg to differ because yeah 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 man I I think theaters are back and you know I'm I'm happy to see this because I actually been to the theaters twice in the past two three weeks I saw I went to see Nobody it was my first um, theater experience since Tenet last year and how I don't well I don't know how every theater does it I I mainly go to AMC I. That's my go-to theater, and how they have everything set up is fantastic. I felt 100% comfortable. I pretty much had a whole role, just me and my wife, you know, enjoying the film yeah, for bo- both times, actually. And, they, you know, the setup is perfect. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if me, who was wary about going to theaters, could feel comfortable, I feel like other people could feel too. And we drove by yesterday, because I have a theater right where I live, and like the parking lot was packed, bro. When I'm telling you packed, it felt like no different than when the pandemic hit. So that, yeah, that's that's crazy to me. So yeah, I like seeing this. Like just just 
please wear a mask. That's all I asked. And, you know, both times I went to the theaters, everybody had their mask on. So, yeah, this, this is crazy. This is great to see. I love it. Yeah, I think it's that, and now that the vaccine is, you know, yes. more more openly distributed, I think more people mm-hmm. are like, all right, well, I got this extra shield of protection. So, you know, I want to see movies again. Like, you know, they, they, I always tell you, and like I told, you know, like we spoke about on this podcast before, I'm like, the theaters will not die out, bro. Like, mm-hmm. the, like, even if you have movies on VOD, people will go to theaters to see it. Yep. Like, it like, like, people will. It's, it's not right the same. Ex- yeah, it's not the same experience. It just, it mm-hmm. just isn't, you know. I always, look, I always use the uh, analogy of, you know, seeing a, a basketball or a football game live compared to watching it at home. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Perfect, like, yeah. like, watching a football game at home is vastly different than going going mm-hmm. to an actual game. So stadiums are never, so it'll never die. Same thing with movies. So, you know, that's that's kind of how I see it. Um, yeah, and I think even nobody when it came out, like it. Did a lot higher numbers than people are expecting, and nobody is like it's a very very low budget film. With mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, Odin Kirk is Bob Odin Kirk is a star, but he's not a you know a Leonardo or anything. For that to do respect respect the numbers, it's it's looking up. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so uh, speaking of. Um, you know, same day releases. You know, the WB. Mm-hmm. They announced that starting twenty twenty two, they are not doing it anymore. Mm. What do you think about that? And like, what do you think this is gonna like lead? And you think it's a positive, a negative? Like, like, like where you at with it? Uh, this is. I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little surprised because you, you just said like these number. These films are same day in in theaters and it's they're still doing numbers so I would have thought Warner Brothers would see this and be like okay you know we can keep going but um I'm also hmm, I guess what's what's his name the, uh, Jason what is it uh, Keeler yeah I guess I, I read an article where he says I guess they overstepped or they overestimated uh, what they thought the same day thing would have done and they, I guess they I guess the numbers are not as great as a whole, like from all the movies coming out as they expected. So maybe that's why they're not doing it. I'm a, I'm a little surprised, but um, you know, seeing what movies like Godzilla and Mortal Kombat doing, I felt like okay, maybe maybe this could work. Like if everything trends the same way as as it's going right now, yeah, they're they're, they're probably gonna be making a killing in the box office. But mm-hmm. as far as um, HBO Max goes for them doing that, it's, it's going to be dead, bro. <laughs> I, I'm just, like, they're, I think they're struggling right now. Call me crazy. Because I've, I've seen some of the numbers that they're doing and in comparison to other, uh, you know, streaming service. This is a competition at the end of the day. Like, if other streaming services are, make, are doing better numbers, that's showing there's not that big of an interest. So, yeah, I think... Uh, HBO Max is gonna be in trouble in 2022. As of right now, you know, they're they're floating above water. But yeah, I don't know how 2022 gonna look for them. What you think? Yeah, I'm agree with you. I, I think 2022 they're gonna see a massive drop. Um, yes. Uh, they're gonna see a massive drop. Like I, I don't want to say it, but they could damn fold. Like if if mm. if, if they don't figure something out, because mm. right now they still don't have anything. You know, worth keeping people 
they just don't mm-hmm. like they don't have they don't have no original content um the, the only thing original worth having for real that people have seemed to keep returning back to mm-hmm. is you know is Zach's JL but mm-hmm. it's like other than that I mean, other than Zach JL, they have uh, what's that show? Um, Lovecraft Country, but I don't even know if that's coming back. I don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that they're trying to do something with Game of Thrones, but I'm like, it ain't even in production, so it's not even gonna be able to be on a streaming service until yeah. sometime next year, if so. Mm-hmm. You know, Game of Thrones is a huge show with VFX and those other stuff, so yep. it's like, what else do you have? Like, like, like mm-hmm. the one one of the things that they did have is is the theater release because I know tons of people who said they subscribe just for that, you know, being Including able to see me. new movies. Yeah, that's the only being reason to, why I have it. Mm-hmm. Being able to see new movies and it's just like, what you gonna do when you know, mm-hmm. what card you gonna play? You know, um, I don't know. It ain't it ain't a good look. Because mm-hmm. me, I'm somebody that has no issues with just. Hopping in the car and go watch the movies when they come out that same day. So, yeah, if this mm-hmm. is the plan, and HBO Max is how it is right now. I'm canceling my subscription because I, I honestly, I don't, I'm not. I only go on HBO Max just when they drop something. Like during the month, I'm not really. Maybe here and there, I click on the movie. I'm not really exploring the, you know, the service like that. And yeah, and see, this launch was poorly, poorly thought out by Warner Brothers and HBO Max. First of all, the name is... How many HBO services do they have, bro? You have HBO Go, you have HBO Max, and I believe there's another one. I can't remember what it is. HBO is it Now? now? Yeah. yeah. Like, bro, why? Like, why is it being called HBO if it's Warner Brothers? It's like, like you know, Warner something. But, um, but the biggest issue... Disney Plus, when Disney Plus was launched, did the people over there at Disney are geniuses or they just have common sense? They launched Disney Plus with The Mandalorian, bro. A show that's week to week to week that builds up buzz. And that's how you keep something like, that's how you keep a service going. Like, same day releases are good, but once everybody typically watches something Friday through Saturday, or through Sunday, there's no reason for them to watch something anymore. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah, no, they agree. have no original content. What I think they had one show, something with wolves, and that's it. And this, it's been what eight months since the streaming service has been out. Like they're 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 like it was poorly thought out. They're in dangerous uh, waters right now. They and are. Yeah. So they have no original content. Like what's the next? Um, live action li- next show that's coming out is going to be weekly. The only thing they had one from what I saw. I don't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even like you said with the thing of like uh, with the wolves show. Mm-hmm. Like how many people was even on that? Like I wasn't. I don't even know their name. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you, you know people who know, you know, know. Yeah. But I mean personally, like I mean if they don't do something next year, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> like, Same like, here. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, 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 I want to see the rest of the movies that are coming out, and mm-hmm. and hell, I may be, I could possibly be gone before then because the way mm-hmm. theaters is looking, and um, certain mm-hmm. movies I don't mind going to see, you know, to the theaters to see. I, I will find mm-hmm. a way. Like if I didn't have HBO Max, I, st- I would have mm-hmm. seen Mortal Kombat somehow. I, I would have went yeah, to the theaters oh, to see it. Oh, definitely, you know? I would have been in theaters. I'll tell yeah. you one thing: when Doom come out, I'm not watching on HBO Max. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's a theatrical right there. And Easily. it's just like you know stuff like that. Y'all got to do something better, you know. Yes. And and again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I might hold on for the rest of the mm-hmm. year, but especially when JL comes on Blu-ray, I really ain't got no reason to stay. So that's next month, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when that junk hits Blu-ray, it's kind of like what I'm what I'm, what am I really keeping this for? Because I signed on because. I kind of had an idea they were going to release it on HBO Max because it's like the mm-hmm. perfect platform. So I was like, I'll sign on in case they do announce because I feel like they're going to announce Justice League. And they, you know, once it's Blu-ray, I mean, <laughs> I'm out of there. Mm-hmm. So they got to figure something out, man. I, I don't know. They got to figure something yeah. out. I agree, definitely. But um, on to the next thing. I don't know. I don't know if you're, you know, big into this, but a Gundam live action film is in the works in mm. Netflix. So Netflix, which is the giant undefeated titan of the streaming services, which knows how mm-hmm. to run business. What's your thoughts on that? Netflix, man. <laughs> they out here wilding. <laughs> like, yup. Oh, man. Like, they just keep, like, uh, doing stuff to just up the game. Mm-hmm. Like, a live action Gundam show? Like, crazy. Like I'm wondering, like I don't even care which which you know specific Gundam it is, just mm-hmm. the idea of it. Like, it, I ain't fine. It, it would be a dream if they did Gundam Wing. Oh my god! Or they have, I think they have to do that. Like if they do Gundam Wing and, and we can see Wing Zero and Death Scythe mm-hmm. and Heavy Arms and oh, I lose it. Bro. Like <laughs> so, I mean, you can easily tell that I'm excited. So I, I'm ready for that, bro. Like. A hundred percent, though. What about you? Yeah, I feel uh, exactly how you feel. And, like, Netflix is just a well-oiled machine, bro. They have something there for everybody. Like, you bring something like Gundam over, which is killer overseas. And, you know, like, I I don't know what to say. I, I'm, I'm all in for, you know, I like this type of, you know, stuff. The, the mech. Uh, genre that they call it and stuff like that so I'm game for it I can't wait to see it you know uh, not sure when it's being released but but yeah I'm with it the only thing that I <laughs> I am kind of hesitant about with this is that the director for Kong Skull Island is the one that's directing this and to Kong I, I don't know actually I don't I don't know how you feel about Kong Skull Island but to me, it was, you know, it was, it was okay at best. And, you know, giving him the rings is, is not bad for, you know, he, he's familiar, you know, dealing with these skyscraper, you know, entities, characters, and stuff like that. So, that's my thoughts. So, I, I want to ask you, I, I know you're like theater guy. Like, mm-hmm. like, you like to see everything on theater. So, mm-hmm. is it a downer for you that you won't be able to see something like Gundam Wing in theaters? or Of course. Of course, of course, especially like there's certain movies like me. Th- this is how I when I go to theaters, I go there's I, I I try to go to the best theater. That's why I go to AMC because they have Adobe, they have IMAX and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. very particular how I watch my stuff. Like I watch IMAX if it's something big and spectacle, like mm-hmm. a Gundam, Star Wars, Justice League, something like that, and then I watch. Um, Dolby, if it's like a film, film, like I watch what was that movie? Um, that war movie. 
1917. Yeah. yeah, bro. Like Parasite, stuff like that. Like, so I pick and choose, like, where I go watch. Like, Gundam would have been an IMAX type of, like, the big screen, you know, like, the, the surround sound, like, stuff like that. So, yeah, it is a bummer that I don't get to see it, get to see it live. So hopefully, they do something like they're doing with Army of the Dead with select theaters, because I'll be there day one. So, I, I, I am a little bummed about that. Yeah, I had to ask that, because I, I know, <laughs> You theater, you theater, man. I'm like, I don't know how you feel about that. Bro, I love the theater. Like, I ran... Well, we're going to talk about that when we talk about what we've seen lately, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I understand it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I uh, Certain movies, like a movie like that, I would love to see on the big screen. Right? Yeah. You know, Gundam flying around and all that. It's crazy. So, um, more movie moves. Um, mm-hmm. Lucy Liu is casting Shazam 2. Mm-hmm. Um... What do you think about that? I, I'll let you go. Before. I like it. I love the casting. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't like them. Some Lucy Liu from Charlie's Angels, Kill Bill, etc. Like, whenever I see her attached to something, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I, I never had an issue with her. But this is, I believe this, this is going to be her biggest role in years, bro. Because mm-hmm. she's been really sidelined. I don't know if you could call it sidelined nowadays, but to more TV show aspects. So seeing her on here on Shazam 2, which is pretty dope, and who um, she's being cast as is even more dope to me. She's, uh, you know, Calypso, the daughter of Atlas, the mm-hmm. god. And um, her sister, her, her, damn, I forgot her name. But yeah, I'll take an L right now. Is also in the film as well, but I like this because it seems you know Shazam 2 the tone is gonna be a little more serious now. You're dealing with gods and um, you know, I hope so Greek <laughs> Greek mythology and stuff like that. Like, you you would you would think you know that's a more serious tone, and and to me, and I and I believe we share the same sentiments in this like Shazam's weakest thing was the kid factor is a little too kiddish and it really makes sense but with her casting and her playing that role I'm game for it so can't wait to see it what about you yeah I mean like I I love the idea of her being a god and, and you know in a movie like this where the you know, mythology is huge yes. but as you said man again I am still kind of worried because I don't know what tone they're gonna go for mm-hmm. and I just don't want her her performance to be just wasted yeah because I look at like how we were talking about the MCU earlier you saw my hella you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and it's just like she's such a great character but I feel like mm-hmm. the movie just undercuts her in general it's kind of mm-hmm. like the mo- the movie's tone and what it does is so powerful you kind of I, I kind of even forget that she's in the movie to be real like mm-hmm. and I just hope that doesn't happen here um, uh, especially because in with the tone, it's just like with Shazam. It's for me personally. It's like Zachary Levi. I just, I hope he tones it down like mm. quite a bit in this movie. To be honest, it doesn't fit Shazam to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, and, and, and the thing about it is, even if he was to be that turned up like he is, mm-hmm. like I feel like Astra should be kind of meet him. Like, but it's like polar being polar opposites it just makes it weird to watch. It's just like mm-hmm. so many extremes and. Point blank period. I just hope it's more serious, man. Honestly, like, that, that's all I'm, I'm really looking for. So yeah, I agree with that. Like, great casting. 
right, so still being on DC News, um, I'm gonna put both of these in, you know, topics in one. Mm-hmm. So the DC film slate came came out recently. Uh, it is a slew of films. So, um, we can run through them too. I'll, I'll pull them up in a second. But uh, yeah, that'll be perfect. The first first thing is uh, so James Wan and Ava pretty much got got the axe right mm-hmm. from James is no longer doing his trench movie and Ava is no longer uh, doing new guys. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts on that I'm I'm glad we're we're doing this weeks later or since you know this was first announced because y'all would have heard me go off. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I say but now I say like cooler heads and I you know I really got to sit back and, and look at that as, as a veil because um I don't know if I ever said this but the James Trench uh the Trench film I was never for it huh. uh, not because of him as a director or whatever it's because of those characters period I like them being just Aquaman you know villains I didn't want them to, you know, have their own film. I, I didn't. I don't care about them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like if it was, if it was being done and James Gunn, I'm Gunn. What am I saying? James Wan was attached and it was rated R. I'm sure it would have been good. You know, he would have heavily, you know, dug deep in his, you know, R rating bag. Mm-hmm. But you know, out of all the DCU material we could have got, come on, like Trench. I, I don't care for it at all. Like I, I prefer something else, so I'm I'm not mad about that. Now Ava and New Gods, I knew something was up. Like I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, me too. I knew this was gonna happen. Like with all these announcements, you never hear them say a word about it. And I always, always thought this was weird. Her being attached to this, I don't, I don't know why. It, it just felt weird to me. But um, it felt it felt more like a publish, publicity stunt than an actual, you know, director being signed to this. But um, I, with that being said, I like Ava. Like she has her sense of direction. I, I, I'm a big fan of. I've never seen a wrinkle in time, and I heard how some people say it's horrible, but I can't speak on that. But she did this series on Netflix. When they see us, or or, some, or when they see them, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, did you see it? No, nah, I didn't see it. Wow. She can act. I'm. Mean, she can. She can direct, bro. Mm. She is good. So with her dealing with, um, you know, with more after we just seen Dark Side, more docs, uh, Dark Side, um, you know, the new gods, like. I was with it, man. I was, I was excited to see that, and then I got the X, but I can't be too, you know, upset because I kind of see this coming. That's how I felt about it. What do you think about it? Yeah, um, with the Ava thing, I, I agree. I, I knew it was coming. I'm like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, for one, Ava is, is a pretty well-known director, and it's just like, mm-hmm. if you have her attached to a project, you think there would be some more news coming out about it, point blank, period. So mm-hmm. when it got the X, I was like, eh, I'm not surprised. wanted to see what she was going to do. Because she seemed like mm-hmm. she was generally a fan of the, of the source material. And mm-hmm. I always like when directors direct movies that they have a passion for. Like, they have, like, mm-hmm. a sense of, like, understanding of the source material. So I was looking forward to it, but uh, not surprised. Mm-hmm. The Trench, um, while I didn't really care for it, I think it was a little bit... I, I was I was 
I wouldn't mind seeing it just to see what it was supposed to be because I think the description mm-hmm. was it was supposed to be like just some small horror movie with where the trench pops up and it's terrorizing a town and mm-hmm. I just you know like I said it wasn't big on my list but I'm like you know something different you know it's it's opening the door to, to other things mm-hmm. and, and projects kind of like uh, you know I thought it could be just something like a you know, DC black type of thing where it's just a horror mm-hmm. film but um. With it being asked, I'm not surprised either because we didn't hear anything about that since <laughs> it got announced. So, not not at all surprising to me either. But uh, I had the slate pulled up. Okay. And we, we can run through them. Um, I say one, you get your thoughts, I get mine. You know, quick quick mm-hmm. light. Or if you want to go in, you can. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so first on the list uh, in the slate is the Suicide Squad coming out this August. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you at with that one? Oh yeah, I'm excited for that one. Like, um, I like James Gunn stuff minus uh, God, Godzilla. Hold on a second. Minus uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, you know, it was, I thought the first one was better, and I, I like just what I've seen so far from it. So I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Yeah. What um, about you? Uh, I'm still mid level. I don't really know what to expect, honestly. Like, I because mm-hmm. you know they had two trailers that came out and I couldn't I hated the first one the uh, the red man mm-hmm. one to me was just like felt like just a, like a man child movie but <laughs> that second trailer I was like okay this is this, this is closer to what I was expecting it to be like this looked like the mm-hmm. fandom footage so I'm gonna I'm watch it for sure so we, we will see next movie I don't think we gotta speak about it we, we, we've said what we feel back the Batman in March next year I mean <laughs> I mean, do, do we need, like, we don't really need to say anything. We, exactly. We're Come both, yeah, we, we both, like, over the moon, so. After that. But I know one person um, is probably going to think Batman Forever is better, but, you know, it's the good of that. This nigga petty as hell, man. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, you petty, man. I ain't going to say that. <laughs> uh, the, the, the movie next is Black Adam, scheduled for July Ooh. 29th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where are you at with that one? I'm excited for this, um, but also scared at the same time. I'm excited because Black Adam is a fire character, and I love you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson's films. But I'm worried because Dwayne the Rock Johnson's films, you know, are sometimes <laughs> you know they are what they are, bro. He's not the best actor, and you know since he's a big name, he gets to do whatever um, it is he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's director is the same guy that directed skyscraper and or san andreas san andreas and stuff like that so oh god i didn't know that yeah as far as um directing goes um you know that's scary but now he's directing within the, you know a universe uh you know something that has uh you know it's, it's already established he doesn't have to do it by himself but um yeah, I can't wait for it because you know the casting is fired. They got um, Pierce Bronson in there. Like, come on, bro, sign me up. I'm mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, just just scared at times as well. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like, I think mm-hmm. you know with the character and then have you know it's just kind of like a Black Adam versus JSA movie. With, you know, with Hawkman mm. and so all this stuff is really really exciting. Boom, Hawkman! I forgot about him. I mean, all this stuff is really really exciting, but at the same time, it's like oh, you might. It might be a bit much. I don't really know if you'll be able to handle mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So I don't, you know, I'm hoping for the best. But this is a lot on the plate, like I said. You know, you got the JSA and Black Adam. 
you know, how are they going to tie in exactly? I mean, I know how Hulk meant to tie in, but it's just like the rest mm-hmm. of them, like, what are we going to do? But uh, I'm excited because, you know, they do have a cinematographer uh, who did Joker and um, Godzilla King of Monsters. So that's mm-hmm. a plus. It, you know, at least it'll be a beautiful film. But um, we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, wait, I'm wrong. The director, he ain't, he didn't do any of those. He He's a director that did The Shallows. Uh, non-stop uh, commuter and stuff like that so under unknown or oh he did orphan 2009 and house of wax so okay I, I had the wrong director yeah but even still though like those movies are like uh, <laughs> yeah like super much. duper small scale compared to like yeah you know black adam who's on superman's level of like mm-hmm. action you know, flying around like, like it's, it's, a, it's a huge thing yep. so it's just like uh, we'll see. I'm not sure, but um, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, next movie is The Flash for November 2022. I think we already discussed this one, but you know you can give quick mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah, I'm s- still even with everything I'm hearing. I don't know what to make of this film. It scares me and excites me at the same time because you know you're dealing with the Flash. And we just seen the flash on Zack Snyder's Justice League. You see how epic he can be. Good luck. But then you hear, <laughs> and then you hear statements like um, that this film is gonna, you know, establish where the world is in the future of uh, you know Justice League. You're like, what is this film gonna be exactly? And you know, that's exactly how I feel still. Yep. Yeah, well, what about you? Pretty simple for me. Leave it here. I don't know. So. <laughs> We just, we, just gonna, we just gonna have to see. I really don't know what the hell this is gonna be. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's supposed to be doing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. So, next movie is Aquaman 2, December mm-hmm. 2022. Where you at with that? Excited. Yeah. Fully excited. James Wan came back. He did the impossible with the uh, first one. My script issues. I feel like. Because from what you told me of where the direction that he said he wanted to go with this, is like it has me through the roof. So, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for this. One of my most excited. What about you? Yeah, same here. Like, you know, I love Aquaman, the first one. Like, I, I adore that mm-hmm. movie. I love it. It's one of the most fun comic book movies yes. like, ever for me personally. Like, I get a kick out of that mm-hmm. shit from the first frame to the, to the last frame when he hops out of the water. Like, I... I love that movie, and like you said, him yeah, going. Yeah, that movie gave me the mummies vibes. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is for me. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a fun ass movie. So mm-hmm. to hear that he wants to make this one a lot more serious, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he's capable. <laughs> he's he gonna turn up for this one, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one we, we just spoke about it was Shazam. We already gave our thoughts on that. So yep. Now they, they're about one, two, three, four, five. Six. They have seven more films on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are to be determined, so I'll start this off by saying if any of these movies are actually shot and made, uh, we don't know if they're going to happen because WB doesn't know mm-hmm. what they're doing. So if they, if they are being made, we'll run through it. Uh, first one is Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I don't think anything because I don't know anything about it. I don't know who's writing or who's directing. I'll wait and see, maybe. What about you? I uh, don't care. Uh, next one um, is Blue Beetle. Yeah, um, I've always been a Booster Gold fan more. So Blue Beetle has not done anything for me, but source material is interesting, so wait and see. 
You? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I I don't I don't really know much about Blue Beetle. Um, I do like that it's, you know they, they, they're you know they're, they're making a they bring the Latinos, uh, uh, yep. uh, uh, you know, a character that they can, you know, grip onto. I do, li- I do like that aspect of it. And just for that, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do with it. I would hope that they can, you know, kind of include some of the culture into the movie without overhauling it. But oh, just, they have to. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that they, they definitely do that. So, I'm, I'm ready to see that one. Uh, the next one is Superman. Black Superman. I, I don't know. It's just a Superman. I have no, <laughs> I have yeah, no I, idea. No, I actually do think it's the Black Superman on that J.J. Abrams is producing. Um, since I first heard it, uh, it's yeah, I like it if Henry Cavill is still our Superman, or you know, and this is like a world Earth Two type of thing because they're dealing with the multiverse. I I don't want this to be our main Superman, and I don't know much about uh, Calvin, Ellis, whatever. I will be reading, you know, comic books prior to this, but, you know, I'm lukewarm on this. What about you? I'm not excited. Um, <laughs> I just don't see the point, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you have other black heroes you want that you can use this right there, but you want to make a, yeah. a different version of Superman for whatever reason. No I, sense. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me when you have perfect Superman right there, yep. chilling, saying he wants to be it, and y'all just act like, uh, uh, I'm going to get pissed thinking about it, so let me just move over. Um, mm-hmm. Next is Wonder Woman 3. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would have been excited if this was prior uh, Christmas 2020. But after seeing 1984, um, maybe my excitement for the Wonder Woman franchise as a whole has gone down tremendously. And that's even, you know, Wonder Woman 2017 being my favorite. And, you know, I'm showing you I'm not biased. And I did not, I was not thrilled with the direction they went with 84. And I don't know what direction. I think the only thing I know about this is I guess it's supposed to be modern day. It's not, you know know back in the day stuff but just go back to it doesn't even have to be the exact same characters to what you did with 20 or the 2017 Wonder Woman with this and I'll be good but if it's more the same of 84 then I care less what about you yeah, I put the words in my mouth um, um <laughs> I, I have low expectations after what happened in 84 yes um I didn't don't, don't care for that movie in the least bit I don't know I just after seeing it, I really don't know what the hell they're gonna do with this one because it's so polar yeah. opposite of the 2017 version, and then it didn't help Agreed. seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League and how Wonder Woman was and badass. And then what made it worse even more is Patty on the you know the press run. She was kind of like saying how against what she, we saw in Zack Snyder's Justice League she was like she wasn't really like. You know, too too big on bringing that kind of Wonder Woman back. So, which I don't understand, like how like like because the 2017 is closer to what we saw in Justice League than 84 was. So I don't I, I don't I, I don't get that. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. So um, <laughs> who knows, man? I, I don't know. Right, next one is Green Lantern Corpse, and I don't know if this is supposed hmm. to be a TV show or a movie. I I've, I've heard rumors. <laughs> about it being a show so mm-hmm. I, I don't know um, wh- where are you at with the either or 
Uh, I heard it's supposed to be a, a film as of the most recent thing I heard, but yeah, I love the Green Lantern, uh, Stewart, Hal Jordan, all of them. So, uh, Guy Gardner, all of them, Kyle Rayner. So, if they're dealing with the Green Lantern Corps, uh, I'm, I'm for it. Like, it's been a while since we've seen, you know, the Green Lantern since Ryan Reynolds, um, whatever that was. But yeah, um, <laughs> get some good directors, writers involved, and, and I'll be game for this. Like, it's, it's definitely needed. Not seeing a Green Lantern part of the Justice League feel weird to me. So, yeah. What about you? And it's even weirder because WB didn't want him in there. But uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely want to see Green Lantern. And I hope to God that they use the other characters and not just Hal Jordan. Like, I, I'm really hoping that's what they do. I'm hoping we can see the other Lantern. Specifically, John Stewart. That's my favorite. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh... Yep. The next one, Static Shock. Uh, where are you at with it? Yeah, um, love Static Shock. Michael B. Jordan's involved, and I believe they just announced the writers a couple weeks ago. I forgot who they was, but who who they were. So yeah, um, I'm excited for it. As long as you know they get to do everything they get to do, and it's you know it's true to the source material. Yeah, I think it's due time that we got some live action um, static shock. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I just hope they actually do it because they've been announcing static shock films for a long, long time. They say, oh, we're gonna work on it, and then it just kind of goes away. So I'm just hoping they they you know they get in the rise together and everybody they can just get it done, man. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Next movie is Zatanna. Uh, where are you at with that one? <laughs> um. Uh, cool. I never thought about Zantana solo. I always thought about her with Justice League Dark and Constantine and all of them. I, uh, I'm i with it because I, I actually, the person they have writing it is the same lady that, that did The Promising Young Woman. So they do have talent behind the screen. It's not like Mortal Kombat with a rookie screenwriter. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty good if, you know, if. <laughs> like you said, Warner Brothers actually goes ahead with it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see who's actually the antenna. What do you think about it? Um, I ain't gonna lie. I know I don't really care. Um, I don't know. It just never did anything for me. And it just, mm-hmm. as I said on the last podcast, it just kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth that they announced it after the success of WandaVision. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. here we go again, just, you know, trying to, to follow up Marvel when you don't have to do that. But. It could be good. I, I'll see it. You know, I'm, I'm a comic book fan. Um, I'll learn. Mm-hmm. I'll learn about it. It could be fire. I don't know. But just hearing that doesn't really make me excited. I'm like, where's Superman? Where's Man of Steel <clears throat> sequel at? Like, I would prefer that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. Uh, who am I? Anyway, um, so, you know, I guess, where do you, are there anything that you would, like, switch out for something or with the slate or, like, I don't know if there's anything I would switch out. It's just I don't care for any of these. It's weird. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get rid of Black Superman and give me a Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman a- easily. Uh, throw Cyborg in there if it makes no sense why Cyborg doesn't have a solo hero. I mean, solo hero, a solo film. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. Like, 
like you're really trying no, you know never mind <laughs> so <laughs> yeah uh just add cyborg a uh, solo cyborg in there and yeah uh is the antenna happens it happens batgirl <sighs> yeah batgirl's cool <laughs> when when she's part of the um bruce wayne batman universe but if the solo film i, I guess is good it, it's cool but you know what i really want like I'm a, I don't, I don't know if you know this. I'm a diehard Night, Nightwing fan, bro. Oh yeah, like, yeah, die, yeah. Uh-huh. Nightwing is one of my favorite heroes. I want a solo Nightwing film, and I know we're supposed to get one with, I believe, Chris McKay or Adam McKay. I forgot it. I forgot which one it is, and hopefully it didn't get scrapped. And it probably did because you're not hearing anything about it. Yeah. Give me a Nightwing film, bro. Sign me up for that. Yeah, I don't know why they you? haven't done it. Like, 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 yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's like it's right there. Uh, like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're just trying to save it because Titans is running with it. But I'm like, y'all keep preaching, and this would kill me. But about it is they preach this multiverse stuff, but they don't even, yes. they don't even use it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the hell is the purpose of that? Like, like you said, they're saying you, oh, it's a different universe, Superman. Oh, yep. you know, Rob Pat's Batman is a whole different universe. But then you mm-hmm. don't want to do stuff like, you know, utilizing what the characters you have. So. Yeah. I agree. Do you have anything that you will switch out? I mean, everything that you said, really. Um, yeah. I don't want a super black Superman. Give me Cowboy <laughs> Superman. Batgirl, I really don't care that much about. Not sure why. Mm-hmm. What, what the obsession is like? I would even say like a Batgirl movie, like a, a Nightwing movie with Batgirl in it. Like I would, I would yes, do that. Yes, that would be fire, fire. Like that, that would be dope. But uh. Mm-hmm. But you know what scares me about this? Like we, we're getting Batman. They put emphasis how this Batman is Earth Two Batman. He's not part of the, the you know the, the main universe. So I did not hear a single thing about Batman. Like, are we just not gonna have a Batman in this main universe? Like, what's I'm I'm so confused. <sighs> like, are we just gonna have the solo trilogy of? Robin Pattinson, and then we're, we're gonna go on in this other universe with Batman missing. I, I don't know, bro. I don't like that. Uh, who knows? I don't know. WB, uh, w- w- what's the term? They shit the bed on this one, so I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. They had they had a whole slate laid out, but mm-hmm. you know they crushed everything over a knee jerk reaction about people. Um, yep. So I mean, it's their fault. They gotta deal with it. Um, <laughs> we'll see how they do it. You know, apparently, sh- mm-hmm. you know, the Flash is supposed to be a movie to. Restart the, the universe in a sense, so who knows? I I, I have no for idea. the fourth time. Yeah, I, I, yeah. They 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 uh wrote this book for themselves. <laughs> yeah. So, and on to the next one, and this one is gonna be interesting, to say the least. And I'm pretty sure you got a lot to say about it. So, um, I'm I. I I'm not in one particular fandom or the other. I'm just like there observing. I, I say it when I'm on Twitter or whatever. And I see energy. Like whenever something happens in the DC side or even, you know, Snyder fans, they pretty much get crucified right off the bat. Some just, some not. Like there are some, like some, like they're pick one comment from uh, somebody that says they're in the Snyder cut. Of just talking reckless and they're painting a picture of how bad you know a particular group is but then you'll have a fandom like the mcu and some of their fandoms 
say some wild things, but the same energy is not kept. We've seen Star Wars fandom as well. And then you also have, you know, it's just fandom. Yeah, they're just fandom general. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think the same energy is kept for all fandoms? Hell no. I, I don't. <laughs> I feel like personally, again, the, the, the DC fandom and the, and mm-hmm. the uh, Star Wars fandom get the worst end of that. Like, mm-hmm. like I think, you know, they have, they'll pick like the, a comment of somebody who did the work, who said, who said some bad shit. And then just mm-hmm. maybe like, see, there's all, all of you like that. You're all like that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, bro, are, are we really going to forget like, so much stuff the MCU's done too like they every fandom has a toxic side let's not act like there's one perfect fandom it doesn't exist like you're always gonna have a bad batch somewhere for instance when the whole deal thing with Spider-Man you know came about you know yes. Sony you know, doing the next movie without the MCU I mean you had people going crazy like, like you, you had people at Sony sending in letters saying that uh, we want Spider-Man or we'll boycott I mean you had actors from the MCU support it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think Jeremy Renner added Sony like, hey, we want Spider-Man back and, and, and all kind of stuff. I mean that happened. There was a thing where Chris Pratt apparently, I don't know, I don't know what the truth behind it is, but he did something to support Trump and Oh really? Yeah, he did he did something to support Trump and you had like stands either like going off on them, and as a matter of fact, some mm-hmm. actors came in to the giant vouch for Chris. Like, no, nah, I know Chris, man. And they mm-hmm. were just saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Yo, I didn't hear that. I mean, you have a teacher right, uh, straight up say like she's anti-vaxxing. And, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And, and fans who commented were going crazy. Hell, when when Chadwick Boseman passed, they bullied. <laughs> They bullied oh, yeah. uh, Elizabeth Olsen off of Instagram, yep. but nobody yep. talks about that. Like crazy, like, like literally saying you need to say something or else. And like, but nobody people act like that, that didn't happen. And no, those are just examples of like you know that I can think of off top. And there's more than that. And I'm like, they don't keep the same energy for that toxicity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just be like, it's 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 the minority on all ends. Like everybody's not like that. But for some mm-hmm. reason, one fandom gets treated, two, you know, two other fans get treated like that. But, uh, yeah, so it's different than I kept, and I think it should. Uh, where, where, where do you stand with that? Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm not in any fandom, and I, and, I, and I get to see it from a different perspective, and I agree 100%. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, I'll, and the main reason for this is because recently I saw a picture of a billboard up talking about bring Tony Stark back. And, you know, he deserves such and such. And then it's made fun as, you know, people are laughing about it. But when billboards are going up for, you know, harmless, by the way, I don't see no harm in billboards going up for Snyder film and such and that. But, you know, people are getting crucified for that. But but when the MCU do it for Tony Stark, it's it's a joke. I'm like, all right, I'll let that slide. That's cool. It's, It's not that serious. Now here is where I get the issue, because I hear hot toxic, and they used to call it the Snyder Cut coat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so this is where it gets a little funny to me. Riot Russell, which is John Walker, Captain America, and the you know Winter Soldier and the Falcon 
series has been getting death threats because he's not Chris Evans, um, Captain America. Who the f- <laughs> Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I've seen it. I'm just like, he's not supposed to, to be though. Like, I don't. I don't... Exactly, and, but the fact that an actor is getting death threats. But, but that's not toxic exactly that's one thing exactly and then another thing remember the little girl that was uh, three, I love you 3000 that was supposed to be Tony Stark's daughter mm-hmm. she got death threats as well for what by grown ass men I, I don't I don't remember exactly what it was but I, I heard she, I, I, I didn't hear it the articles were over everywhere that she was, she was coming out saying please stop this and such and such what a little girl bro was getting death threats from grown men Crazy, but yet you know a certain few is only toxic, and then also there's this one dude, you know, like I said, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and um, and there's this one YouTuber, his name is um, Griffin. He he, film speak. You ever heard of film speak? The, the film speak? Yeah, the film speak. It's, it's a YouTube channel, Griffiths. Um, I forgot his last name. It's like graphics something but um he's been watching you know he, he does his reviews for falcon and the winter soldier and he's saying you know it was it was like it wasn't up to par from him he, it wasn't as good as he wanted it to be and he this he had you know a lot of issues with the last one like the last episode to say the least and then recently he just posted that i guess he goes, yeah, I think I'm done with making um, videos critiquing anything MCU-related. I've been called a ra- uh, racist, a trumper, and other despicable things, and, and stuff like that. So a dude gets bullied by a fandom because he didn't like the fucking and the Winter Soldier, and they automatically call him a, re- uh, a racist. <laughs> like, and a, and a trumper. <laughs> yeah, for, I had to I had to pull that one back. Wait a minute. But uh, yeah, like it's crazy, and he's saying like God forgive anybody critique the holy MCU formula and how <laughs> how watered down a series it is. That's that's kind of funny. That's wild though. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, my favorite comments are the ones that um, objectifyly say he's wrong, and then point out that he likes um, Zack Snyder Justice League and Wonder Woman eighty four as a gotcha. Like like that's ridiculous. Like a dude. That's supposed to be a critic can't even say like he dislikes the Falcon and the Winter Soldier without being called a racist. I mean, like, it's true though. Like I've always said that. Like I've said on this podcast that I do not like Endgame at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and if you see, I don't have it. I don't have a, a review up on my channel for it mm. because I know that if I said any of my thoughts, they would come for me. I would get a bunch of dislikes. I would get comments saying like, "You don't know shit." Uh, you're not a comic book fan, you know, all this other stuff before. Hell, even on Twitter, like, I refrain from even saying anything in the slightest bit bad about the MCU because mm-hmm. they will come for you. Like, bro, I literally made a tweet saying, um, it was, I forgot what it had something to do with. It had something to do with DC films and what they want. This is like a mm-hmm. y- two years ago, maybe a year or two. And I was like, oh, this is dope. I was like, you see, this is... Matter of fact, it was Kathy Ann during the interview. She was saying that she wants to kind of carve out a way... She wants to carve out her her comic book movie to just be kind of different and stand on its own and have its own identity. And mm-hmm. um, and I was like, yeah, this is dope. I'm like, I think this is how 
DC can compete with Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. do, you know, because Marvel being set up the way it is, everything is so planned out that they have to kind of adhere to a certain type of, you know, style of movie making. But mm. DC doesn't really have to do that. They kind of like can, you know, switch things up as they as they want. You know, we've seen it. Joker is way different than Shazam. Birds of Prey is much different than Wonder Woman 2017. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, they can play with these different things in Marvel. That's how they can compete by being different. Bro, the amount of comments and stuff that got, got spewed at me was ridiculous. I had to mute the tweet because I was just like, wow. this is too much. Like, people are saying... This stuff. I'm like, I never disrespected the MCU at all, bro. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just said, I'm actually bigging them up by saying, this is how DC can't compete because they can't play the catch-up game. You just gotta be different and 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 stick to your guns. Like Marvel can never make a Batman, the Batman movie that, that's about to come out with Matt Reeves. They can't make it, and it's just like, damn, bro. Just for just for an opinion. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even negative. That's crazy. So yeah. Mm, yep. So uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, I believe she was six or eight, whatever, when she was filming death threats. An MCU character uh, getting death threats, and now uh, th- this dude, a critic, and his name is Griffin Sh- um, Schiller or something like that, and he he does film speak. is a pretty good channel, and. And he's getting death threats. That, that that's crazy, bro. That, that's crazy. Mm. Like you, like, like. So, in my opinion, nothing's above critique. It's art, bro. That, that that's what you know. You're supposed to do critique art. Do you like it? Do you don't like it? It's not a personal attack against you and your your taste or opinion of things. Like uh, it's crazy. At and all. I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's- and I feel like if you're gonna say one fandom. Or two fandoms is bad. Don't put this other fandom and this holy grail up in a pedestal, like they're you know this perfect you know thing which they're not. So you know, and it's like I feel. like you said, just like keep the same energy, bro. Because I'm like, like y'all can't even take a small critique. But mm-hmm. if I say that I like BVS is my favorite comic book movie, you know I'm, I've gotten hate comments for that. Like you out of your mind. The movie's terrible. <laughs> You suck. I'm like, bro, I just said that this movie is my favorite movie. Why are you going to do all that? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I in no way, shape, or form disrespect you. I just said, I feel like Zack Snyder made one of the best comic book movies of all time, making BVS. And the amount of, like, shots thrown, I'm like, bro, chill out, bro. Like, yep. Chill. All right, so we're coming to the end of the show to wrap things up. So... Nothing better to wrap it up than with some music. And before we move on to anything related musically, we gotta, you know, send some prayers up to DMX's family, the legend, yes. you know, he passed. Um, and, you know, just wanted to do some remembrance of, like, you know, what DMX was to you, you know, favorite, mm-hmm. you know, song or album, you know, whatever whatever it is you wanna say. So, how, how do you remember DMX? Oh, as an absolute legend, bro. Yes, and um, I say it like that because no disrespect to anybody that's passed away or anything like that. But as soon as a rapper or somebody dies, they automatically go to oh, this dude was a legend, a legend in the making, this and the third. And I heard it from like all different types of people that you know when they're alive, 
that that term wasn't being said about them. Mm-hmm. It's only you know when they they passed away. Like I said, no disrespect to anybody, mm-hmm. but DMX like he's been in the game for X amount of years, and dude was truly a legend. And I just loved the fact that he got to do the versus battle with Snoop. Yes. And it felt like you know it was like we were celebrating him in a sense because like that still to this day that's my favorite versus battle and it it was epic and the fact that he could go toe to toe and in my opinion beat Snoop Dogg and like Snoop Dogg is you know that's as big as of a legend as they come like this shows like you know where he was at in the game and stuff like that so I, I love that and um the X album it might not be his fit his best album because you know he, he dropped some heat but to me, I've been saying it a lot. Is Grand Champs? It's uh, you know, one of it's the first X album I've ever you know bought and listened to, and it wasn't my introduction to X, but it was just more personal because you know I actually owned you know a copy, and that album was fire though, bro. That album was straight heat. So, and you know, uh, growing in, growing up in Jersey, you know. The brother, stepbrother of New York, like DMX was played heavy around me. I grew up on DMX and stuff like that. And dude, he he, he may not be a lyricist like when he spit, like he's not your uh, Jay Z, like he's not doing you know these things that you gotta break out a dictionary and try to decipher what he's saying. He's not an Eminem stuff like that, but. It, but when he says what he says, he means it, bro. Mm-hmm. No bars were ever re- wasted. Like, this man was like, yeah, he, he was truly a legend. As far as songs, man, uh, there's just so many. I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Like, hearing that, like, and it's weird, because I wanted to go back to listen to some of his songs because it's been years not even years maybe months because you know we had the versus things but like it just feels weird because like some of the subject matters like the dude is crying for help pretty much mm-hmm. like, like it, it was hard listening but yeah you know slipping um one of my favorite songs from him um these bitches want for my nigga yeah yeah you can't <laughs> favorite joint you know like I could, I could go on and on and on and on like x is just a legend bro that's how i remember him as a legend like it's just sad that he had to go out like that like like i, I was talking to you about that like too many yes mans around bro like if, if you if x was really your boy like i don't care like money shouldn't even like he cuts you off he cuts you off but the fact that i could have you know somebody could have said something or done something to try to, you know, help him or stop him. Like, I, he's a grown man at the end of the day. Like, you know, maybe there's nothing. But I felt like he just had too many yes mans around him, bro. So, yeah. But I will remember X as a legend from my end. What about you? Yeah, like I said, legend. Um, a true legend, man. Like I said, it, it was, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost sadly poetic that he, you know, did that versus battle with Snoop, you know. Yeah, man. It's just like, damn, like, <laughs> it's crazy. And they said, or do we beat him? And yeah, I went in thinking that, like, dang, how's he going to go against Snoop? But he had joint Packs. after joint after joint that I was mm-hmm. like, I forgot he even had this bag, dog. Yep. Like, so, um, 
yeah, legend and to me personally as a, as a man he meant a lot because out of all the rappers I've ever seen up to mm-hmm. his point he, it, it's, it's, it's the duality man like mm-hmm. his duality like yeah he you know he's this hardcore street dude but he, like I said he'll pray on stage mm-hmm. and even have records that are like you know talking about his religion and you know being vulnerable as well and that's not something that you that I can remember that many people was doing especially somebody as hard, hardcore as he was you know what I'm saying um, so it's that duality of him that I always you know used to, used to like cause I mean even when he first came out he was so extreme people was kinda like you know kinda scared but then he hit you with that you know and like a better term some of the real shit like that like about being a real human being and Listen, Rick, in the, uh, wait, she's like, somebody let me know. What, what, what song was this? Um, Lord, give me a song. Yeah, when he, when that song came out, yeah. I remember a, it, a lot of people were taken aback by it. Like, whoa, huh? Mm-hmm. DMX made this song? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is the kind of, this is the dude that he is, though. Like, this, the, you know, he, he, may, he may have that, you know, uh, street Yonkers flow, but he still hits you with that. You know, same breath. Like, and, and, and I think he was one of the you know only MCs that I can remember ever doing that. And I guess favorite album for me, uh, it might be his first joint. Uh, it's dark and hell is hot. Cause I remember the first, first record I heard was that uh, Get At Me Dog. And even to this day, bro, that beat is just as soon as it come on, you just know. It's just like, like that was his first single. Like that's that just, whew. Uh, so many uh, memories listening to his music, man. Like, like all his records, you know, they had they had something that I loved on them. But uh, like I said, he's a legend. I, I definitely think that he got his flowers while he was here. Um, yes, which and, rarely happens. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, he got his flowers, and I'm just, you know, he, he has so much trouble in his past, you know, I learned about his upbringing and just how much of a tortured soul he was, yeah. man. So, yeah. it's just like, you know, just uh, ho- hopefully he, he, he is resting well, and he don't have to have any pain anymore, you know, so, mm-hmm. that's, that's, uh, you know, that's all I can say about it, you know, but that's, it's unfortunate, but, um. Always, forever, be a legend. Mm, couldn't say that any better. Than, yeah, like, dude was a tortured soul, bro. He he went through a lot of shit, man. And I remember he had that that one BT show when it was dealing with his, you know, it was like a reality show. But being ex, bro, like that shit was real. Like he, dude is as real as it gets. And you seen, like, yeah, he he went through some shit, man. He'll deal. Dealing with a lot of demons, man. Mm-hmm. In and out of jail and stuff like that, but, you know, like, sad yeah. day, man. Yeah. Rest in peace, DMX, right? Like, always gonna right. be a legend forever. Peace. Never forgotten, mm-hmm. ever. One of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. moving on to something to get mm-hmm. us a little bit, uh, a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> yes. Um, artists, new artists, unknown artists, uh, Whatever, whatever they are, where their status is at. What's an artist you listen to 
that you think is like really underrated that you would recommend to somebody? Mm. That's easy for me, bro. And um, this artist, Westside Boogie. I don't know oh, if you ever. Well, heard no, of no, him. no. What's up, Westside Boogie? Boogie got some joints. Like I, 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 I've been, I've been people this freestyles he putting out lately. Uh, the, the, the music videos he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like Westside. Bro, I love the Westside mu- uh, Boogie's music, but you don't ever. When's the last time you heard somebody talk about Westside Boogie, bro? Never. Exactly, and um, he dropped, and I'm and I'm kind of mad at myself because we did uh, a while back, like our favorite rap albums in the past, what five, six years or something. Mm-hmm. And he had this one, he had uh, Rainy Days, I believe the album was called. Bruh, that album is amazing. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Mm, it's funny, I never really. No, it's called. I'm sorry, Everything for Sale. The song on. There's a song in there called Everything for Sale that came out 2019, bro. Oh my god, that shit fire. You know, he one of them artists that I always like every time I hear him, but I just never mm-hmm. went to go listen to his album. But I, every time I hear him, I'm like, yo, this dude is nice. Like, I, I like him a lot. Bro, it's worth it. Like, if you ever have a chance. Because I think uh, when we first, like, linked up and stuff like that, you shot me a. Uh, 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 an artist from I think his name is Luke from yeah mm-hmm. uh, Dreamville from yeah, Dreamville yeah. and I, and I and I, and I in return I was like yo you ever heard uh, this album and it was a West Side Buggy album West Side Buggy album you, everything's for sale you sure it was that and I was like yeah bro it was it was this album yeah because I remember I sent you like the cover and he, and he was dressed in red with the coffin um, and stuff like that it was that album he was like that was like early 2020 but you're like you ain't get a chance to listen to it but yeah bro damn that album is fire dog I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna add some of this right now yeah man so if, if you haven't got a chance cause I, I'd like to see what you think about it bro like like to the point like there's not one song that I would skip but um yeah he's extremely underrated and it's sad too because he's been doing it for a minute and he signed under Eminem Shady Records which is not necessarily always a good thing. Yeah. Because Shady, he doesn't really push his artists like that. And I could I could understand that in a certain aspect. You know, that's kind of how Jay-Z is. He did that. Jay-Z did that with Cole. He just let Cole do his thing. But certain, you know, rappers need that push from uh, from uh, Eminem and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's one of, I think one of the biggest issues Joe Button had was... Um, with Eminem like not really pushing his artists like that but yeah I don't I don't hear anybody talk about Westside Boogie and to me this dude is top tier artist bro his freestyles like how he could like how he he's a real good tar- storyteller and stuff like that he's witty with his words like this, this dude nice so yeah I, I know, just added it you ever get a chance add it to my mm-hmm. list I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow yeah bro that shit fire I can't wait uh, he, to hear what you think cause he had a verse on um I forgot what his first single I saw it on BET on um, mm-hmm. it was some song where he was like in like a museum or something and like people was looking at him yes and I was like yo this is yes. this is kind of crazy I was like this is dope I think that album's I think that song's called uh, you know excuse the French it's called nigga shit yeah that's what it is yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh and then he had another record that I that he had on um Royce to Five Nines album um, Book of Ryan, I believe, is the name of it. Is it Book of Ryan? Yeah, Book of Ryan. It's this, it's a song he had on there called Dumb. 
and I just listened to his verse. I'm like, yo, this dude is this dude's kind of dope. Like, I'm, 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 I'm feeling him. Like, dope, bro. Yeah. So yeah, I, I added it to my list right now, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out tomorrow and let you know what I think. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that shit. But what about you? Um, with that being said, uh, what, what's the artist for you? Well, you put my ass on blast. I was gonna say Loot, but you already revealed it. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker, man. <laughs> That's funny that you say that because that's, that's literally off. I think that was our first um, conversation music wise, too, bro. That's funny that you say that. Wow. Yeah, uh, loop, loop for me personally. Like, I mean, the guy is just. Oh, man. Like, he just. He, 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 he's so good, man. Like, um, mm-hmm. just. He, he has that southern boom bap. Like, that reminds mm-hmm. me of 90s Outcasts in, mm-hmm. in the Dungeon family. Like, that's what he reminds me of. And I just like mm. how real he is, and you know. And when I say real, I'm not talking about like harsh street. I'm just talking about like, you know, him saying stuff like, um, he, he said something like, um, so, so someone, you know, talking about his job and just how much he hated, like, mm-hmm. you know, work up early this evening, just got laid off, something, 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 hoping that this rap shit pays off. I gotta mm. get up, get out, cut that bullshit out. Like he just. He, he just speaks to me on a different level. And I'm like, I can totally understand what you're coming from. Like, one of my favorite songs for those who listen that you should, you should peep that I love is called Two. Two songs, sorry. Um, listen to, uh, what's it called? Uh, Slummin', Slummin' It. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one record to listen to. Uh, another record is called uh, Get Up, Get Out. Those two records, like when you listen to them two songs, you'll be like, okay, yeah, I, I, I definitely get it. So, yeah, that, that, that's that's what it is for me. Yeah, and I think um, during that same conversation, you was telling me about, I think it was West 1996. I can't remember. Yeah, that's that's the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I listened to it. I can't, like I said, I can't remember it was one or two, but I was saying, I'm like, oh, okay, like his sound is not. I, th- I think I compared it to Outkast, like or, or something like that. Like it was, it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, dude, nice though. Luke, definitely nice. If, if, definitely doesn't get talked about. Yeah. And for those who want to even who don't know what I'm talking about, there's the song with J Cole, him mm-hmm. and Lil, and Lil Baby on that. I forgot the name of that that, that record. Mm-hmm. But Luke is on there. He's the second verse, so that's the guy. So. Killed that. But um, so speaking about artists, um, we always talk about rap. Mm-hmm. So I want to know. You know your music outside of that. What are five of your favorite non-rap albums of the past decade? I I I, I so want to hear this from you because I, I wonder where you're going with this. Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's 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 different, but not not as different as you think. Uh, right off the bat, I'm 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 gonna go with something very familiar: The Weeknd, Beautiful Beauty Behind the Madness, bro. Oh, you're a Weeknd Hell yeah, bro. You ain't. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm not like I'm. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm more of a older weekend dude. Like the weekend now, it's more, more and more poppy. If anything, like this album right here, this you know, it was on a Black Friday because I was I was going Blu-ray hunting, and I, I think this album was like two dollars or something, and I was just going crazy. I'm like yo. Let me just get that. I got it. Played it in the car, bro. I was playing this album for three months straight, nonstop. This shit hit, bro. Like, 
uh, yeah, like the hills acquainted, like shameless earned it. Like this album was fire, so that's one of them. And um, the next one I have, one of the best albums I've heard in a while, Bryson Tiller, Tiller's Trap Soul. Yeah, that's just a classic. That's definitely a classic. Yeah, that's, I'm not, because I, I don't know if you're a Bryson fan or, or anything like that, but yo, that album was... Now, that, I was taken back when I heard that shit. No, that album slaps. Like, I, I, that's, that's, mm-hmm. in my, that's part of my library. So. Easily. And, um, yeah, to the point that he's searching to, you know, come out with another hit, bro. He's never been, you know, as good as that one. That's my second one. <laughs> and then third, I have... Adele 25 <laughs> yeah bro that shit that shit slap bro I went to um, me and my wife went to Adele concert bro that shit bro she could just sing like there's so many like singers now that do all this extra shit with their voice to try to make it sound a certain way bro just hand her a mic and let her go and her shit is so raw bro like she just she nice, bro. That and that album in particular was was probably my favorite from her. I don't know if you're a, like I said. I don't know if you're a Del fan or whatever. No, Del Fire, like yeah. no, no bullshit. Yeah, that was my number three and uh, number four. It's kind of uh, a cheat because it's not an album. Album is considered an EP, but when you have albums like um, <clears throat> what's it like Pusha T dropping. Uh, I forgot the name of it and that's considered the album I'm like fuck it this is album 2 but Janae Kale uh, Sellout uh, Sellout bro oh yeah Janae yeah yeah I don't know if you ever heard Sellout that shit is fire I probably to have is, my, my wife is a huge Janae um, oh is she yeah, yeah she be playing her all the bro. time yeah Sellout is typically considered an EP it only has like 5 or 6 joints but like I said it's my favorite project of her tilt Still to to this day, even though her latest album was kind of fire, she got a lot of tracks with Childish in here, like that one with um with Kendrick, bro. Oh my god, that shit slapped. Mm. That was my number four, and my number five, bro. This was pretty much the main reason of me like like trying to get this topic together because I was just jam- yo, me and wife was just jamming over the weekend driving around. Um. JT's 2020 Yo. experience. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, that's one of mine, too. It, oh, wait, on your list? Yeah, that, that's one of mine, yeah. That's hilarious. Bro, this that album fucking great. Um, whoo, like, from beginning to end. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was about to say a quick tidbit, but no, I'll say it off air. I, I'll tell you personally once, um... Got, got off here but this album bro is amazing like yeah from beginning to end the mix of JT and Timberland does not miss bro no it doesn't at all does not miss spaceship coop there's only room for two this nigga singing <laughs> <laughs> bro you should have seen me yo I was bugging out like over this weekend yo I was Got out the car, dance. Yo, we driving around. I got out the car, randomly dance. Yo, that shit, it, it gets me in the mood, bro. JT is smooth, dog. And that I album, mean, like, part, part two line, ain't bad. Mm-hmm. First line of Pusha Love, 
hey little mama. I was like, Janice and shit. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, um, that is, is seriously fire. Like, yeah. Yeah, that that's my uh yeah, the, pretty much the reason for this topic, bro. Uh, like I, like I said, part two wasn't bad. It had the Jay Z joint, the Drake joint, and TK and TKO and stuff like that. Jayco killed that remix. Though. I don't know if you ever heard the remix to that. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard it, but it's just the first one, though, man. Like part one. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, like, part one. Another level. I can't. I hope they do a part three or something, or just another project together, bro. Cause must need it. But uh, yeah, that's my five. I want. I can't wait to hear yours. Well. Since you talked about that, 2020 was on was one of mine as well. Uh, JC's That's project funny. is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Next is um, <clears throat> excuse me, damn, is this album by Aria Aria Lennox called Pho. Mm. What's well, called Pho? Because for those who don't know, Pho is a Vietnamese noodle dish. Um, yes, it is. And that's, Love the, that and that's the name of the album. And it's just like I mean, it's like eight records. And I remember when first hearing it, it just blew me away. Like her vocals over like these soul sample beats just sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Oh my god! Like I remember. What's it called? It's, just for like Just for. And her voice just sounds so vintage. For those who don't know, um, she just sounds like yes. she just has like a vintage. Erica Badu, bro. Yeah. Like Erica Badu vibes. And it's got that little scratchiness to it. Like it just sounds mm-hmm. so damn good. So, Fuzz is one of them. The next one is Malibu, my Anderson Pop. Um, oh, okay. Love that. Know you listen to dudes. He nice. Yeah, I, 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 like, bro, that album. And it's funny because I used to listen to that album when I was living in New Jersey. So mm-hmm. that album just reminds me of so much of living up north. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm telling you, we had me, me and my wife used to play the hell out of this song, bro. Uh, this album, mm-hmm. excuse me. Anderson is such a talented dude. It doesn't even make sense. Yes, he is. Dude is ridiculously talented. So that's number two. Number three, excuse me. Number mm-hmm. four is my boy K Tronada. Um, now this album came out in two thousand. No, I, don't, I ain't gonna count it because this album I'm about to say came out in two thousand nineteen. So it's kind of like on the, mm-hmm. the edge of the cup, the edge of the decade. But Bubba mm-hmm. is one of them. But for one. A little earlier is an album called 99.9% that came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. And it's, I told you about this dude before. It's like, yeah, you did, but I don't think I've heard it though. It's just like, you gotta hear it, bro. It's like house, it's like funk house mm-hmm. music. I can't even describe it. Um, you just have to hear it and just get the vibe and be like, mm, mm, okay, so. <clears throat> 99.9% is the one I put there by Kejunada. And okay. then my last one is El Camino by the Black Keys. And this is like a rock. Mm, okay. It's like a rock blues album. And I think it's incredible. Um, it's funny because this album is probably their most commercially, like the like most commercial album because they usually mm. make a little bit more low-key sounding music. But these songs mm. just hit, bro. They just hit different, man. Like, um, So those are my five right there. Yeah, I just added like two that I gotta listen to. That one and the ninety nine. Um, what is it? Ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah, I'm not. I, I got. Cause me, I, I just love listening to music in general. I don't. I don't care um, what genre it is. My, you know, except you know, country and 
techno, techno. I can't, I can't do those two. Matter of fact, for black, for the black keys, right? I'm gonna tell you, listen to the song. You can listen to it later, mm-hmm. like today. So it, it, when you hear it, you be like, oh, okay. It's a song called mm-hmm. uh, "Black Submarine." Listen to that joint. And that's from the Alcamino album. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet I gotta, I'll get sorted down. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fire list. I can't. That, that was a fire list. See, people, we do listen to things other than uh, rap on here. Yeah. So piss off. Stop me, stop me. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, next topic is you know the good, the bad, and the average. Every episode, we you know talk about the latest rap singles and if they're good, bad, and average. And you know we got a nice little five pack again this time. And you know we're gonna start off with Freddie Gibbs' Big Boss Rabbit. What you think about it? Good, bad, or average? That one is good. That boy good boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. The sample it came from because I think the pre- yeah. the, the previous version of it was just kind of like straight up boom back, but he kind of like southern fried it to give it like an extra little mm-hmm. kick, and he just just tap dancing all over that beat, bro. Like mm-hmm. just, just nothing more I can say. It's definitely good for me. Yeah, I agree. It's good for me as well. Like to the point before we even started recording, I was just humming the beat, and you're like, "Oh, that sounds familiar." I'm like, "Yeah." So yeah, um, and I listen to Freddie, but not 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 as often as I should, you know. Uh, but yeah, this one was fire. But uh, next joint we have here is Benny the Butcher and Ransom, Spineless, Good, Bad, or Average. That boy, good. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Benny Benny is just like man, like yes. His his, his like man. He just gives me that early 2000s feel so much, mm. but it's still updated. Like, and then Ransom. A lot of people don't know who Ransom is, but Ransom part of um, like, oh man, like this. This is a match made in heaven for me. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing mm-hmm. two wordsmiths just go at it over a simple, soulful beat. Like, mm, I'm, 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 I'm here all day for that. Yeah, I agree 100. percent uh, This is another good for me. There was a line that I can't believe. I, oh my God, I forgot it. But it was from Ransom. He's boy. Yeah, but uh, this is definitely good. If you ain't here, spineless, go ahead and listen to it. If if you're a fan of rap. Yeah, that's and rap. Next, Delicacy right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, by far. Next we have Bank Roll featuring ASAP Rocky and ASAP Furs. Talking about um, that's, that's what it's called, isn't it? Bankroll. No, that's a group. Bank. Oh yeah, Bankroll. No, no, no. Brock Hampton uh, featuring ASAP Ferg and ASAP um, Rocky, and the song is called Bankroll. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, my fault. L. Um, Which good, bad, or average? I, I would say kind of average for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a nice you know it's a nice little head bopper you know it's uh mm-hmm. it's kind of one of them joints that kind of you know warms you up and then I feel like on an album it'll sound better because it'll it'll, it'll probably follow with something or follow with something harder or whatever was before it is harder so sequence wise it might sound better but uh it's, it's average yeah 
Yeah, uh, this is uh, average for me too. <laughs> it's crazy. We literally agreeing on everything. Like, but um, yeah, I'm a huge like the ASAP Rocky Furries. Like, I, I listen to them heavy and um. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they, yeah, they did their thing on here. Uh, Rock Hampton, I don't, I don't typically listen to their music like that, but uh, the flow meshes perfectly with what uh, ASAP usually does, and you know, beat slap. So yeah, it's, it's an average for me though. And next we have <laughs> Polo G rap star. Oh my god, or average? <laughs> Trash. Get him out of here. Damn. Next song. <laughs> yeah, I just put this on here Bullshit, because um, <laughs> it was getting. I see a lot of people was bumping. Um, you know, it, it was getting a lot of views and stuff like that. But Polo G is a hit or miss artist for me. I don't know what it is about him. I just can't. Re- I try it too. I, I, I try to listen to him and he just doesn't do it for me and uh, it's the same thing I feel about this song it's, it's nothing special about it it's no. not bad yeah, so. it's, it's a miss he's a miss for me all the time but whatever <laughs> I try uh, and last and I say this for last you said you had some interesting words to say Conway the Machine Blood Roses good bad or average <laughs> average Okay. Um, Do tell. I don't know, man. Con- Conway to me is, and it, it, it's kind of he kind of gives a scapegoat because mm-hmm. he because Con- Conway he can rap for sure. He, it's it's mm-hmm. pretty obvious he can rap, but I just I don't know with him. It's literally the same thing over and over. It's, uh, oh, you think he just raps about the same thing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Oh, like he raps about the same thing. He raps it in the same way, mm-hmm. for the most part. And it's just, it's just kind of repetitive to me. And it, it doesn't mm-hmm. compel me like that. Like, uh, like a lot, a lot. Okay. Like, I listen to him. Like, um, uh, yeah, it just, does, it's not. He, 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 it's just the same thing. Sounds the same, and nothing changes ever about any of his his music. For real, for real, for me. Um, and I just would like to see him work with other producers to help push mm. his okay. his like uh his flow a little more to make him make you know make him discover himself um will mm-hmm. add something to his rolodex of, add something to a skill set pretty much and, and you know mm-hmm. stop doing the same thing because that's the only thing for me is he just sounds the same because that's why i like benny over him because mm. you know benny raps on mad different type of beats switches yes, his flows does. up and in a yeah, so for me, it's just kind of repetitive with him. And to me, this is just mm-hmm. another one of them songs that's just like, if you put a, a, a list of songs of him playing, it wouldn't, it would just kind of blend in with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just me, though. Yeah, but uh, for me, I it was good, though. I, I thought it was um, a little better than average. Uh, I was enjoying the production. But honestly, the standout to me wasn't even Conway. It was a dude that he was featured with. I don't even know how to say his name, but um, the dude like he he reminded me of Joel's for some reason. I don't know if it was just me. Like his flow was his flow and voice was very Joel-esque. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I can hear that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I, I gave it a good off that Conway didn't do bad, but he like you said, you're 100. percent He does what he typically does. You know what to expect. And that could be a good or a bad thing, but it's to me like he's 
it's like when Rick Ross, you know what you're gonna get from Rick Ross, but the only thing is Rick Ross could rap on any beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any beat. So yeah. Yeah, because like that, the, that was a good for me. Yeah, like you mm-hmm. said, Rick Ross, he might rap on a soulful beat, he might rap on some trap mm-hmm. shit, he might do something. It's just the same stuff, but something changes about it. Whereas Con- yeah. Conway is usually typically the same type of beats for everything, with the same type of mm-hmm. content for everything. But um, like I said, he does what he does though. He, the boy can rap. You know, I just would like to see more. This is facts. I ain't knocking that at all. I ain't taking that away from him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was it for the wrap-up part of this. And, uh, you know, this is our little closing that we do every episode. And uh, it's been a while since uh, we've done this because last episode was the Justice League celebration. We just strictly spoke about Zack Snyder's Justice League yeah. fire, by the way. Mm-hmm. Still, just watch it, did you know, it. a month later. I bet you did. Um, but with that being said, what's what's been on your real rotation lately? What have you listened to? Um, I've been listening to uh, Benny. He he dropped a new project sometime. I forgot when it was. Who? Uh, Benny the Butcher. Oh, uh, is that what you sent me a lyric the other day? I had to go. I had to go ahead and look it up. I'm like, wait, new Benny? Is that where it came from? Yeah, it's it's that right here. Um, uh, uh, the plugs I met. Okay. I'm not sure when it when it actually dropped, but it, it, it said 2021, so it dropped sometime this year. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's pretty much him rapping over Harry Fraud beats and fire. Mm, like fire. Man, I mean, it's just like, and it's nice and short too. It ain't even that long. It's like nine records. Damn, I wish I knew. I would have uh, jumped on that. Yes, yeah, so I listened to that, and Harry Fraud did a mixtape with uh, Jim Jones who that I listened to. Hell. Called uh, Laps Around the Sun. No, uh, Fraud Department is the name of it. Yeah, he is a fraud. Um, Jim Jones. Alright, look, hey, Jimmy, if you listen to me, I don't have nothing to do with what this dude is saying. Um, <laughs> this is all him saying that. Uh, I like my koofy, so I ain't. <laughs> got nothing to say. Uh, uh, bro, it's like Tony Ayo, bro. You're the weakest one in the group. I mean, I, I'm not knocking that, but you just call that man a fraud, though, bro. Like, then you just shrugged it off. All right, anyway, you know what? Um, what are you people listening to? <laughs> wow. Uh, this one, bro, this actually goes toe-to-toe with, uh, you know, non-hip-hop albums I've, that we heard in the past. But this is not really a non-hip-hop, but this one is very, very left. That you probably ain't expecting. I listen. I went ahead and... Um, I listened to some dude named Central C. Ever heard of him? No, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have it. He is a UK rapper. Yeah, I listened to um, that name Central C. He makes UK music, and I listened to his old album called Wild West, and that thing was fire, boy. Wild West. Fire, fire, fire. I'm not, I'm not even trolling either. Too, I'm, I'm being dead ass right now. It, it, uh, it was fire. Central C, um, spelled C E E, Wild West. But I would not recommend it for everybody because it's like beer. It's an acquired taste, and the reason I listen to him is because I've been, you know, listening to a lot of New York rap, and it's very, it's drill music, and the drill oh, okay. music comes from, oh, yeah, it comes from overseas. It comes not even overseas. It comes from UK directly, like the exact type of. The pop smoke, you know, beats 
that you hear, like even the producer that pops up works from, like he mainly produced for, is from the UK. So every song sounds like that. And you know, I was just curious. I'm like, you know, I'm listening to, I'm trying to listen to these New York artists. There's not really much variety. It's copy and paste. You know, it's only a few of them that really stand out to me right now. But so I'm like, you know, let me go to the UK where it originally came from. And, and this dude, yo, he, it was nice, bro. That album was like 13, 14 songs. And it was a different vi- variety of the same type of music. But yeah, I wouldn't, but I'm not going to go ahead and recommend it to you. Because if you don't like the drill type of music, then this, this ain't going to be for you. Yeah, but if yeah, that's. If it's the UK, I can tell. Yeah, and he, and you know the UK, they you know they have that little accent, like, but I'm telling you, dude, nice though, Central C. Uh, but I definitely would not recommend it for everybody. And um, I told you I was gonna, that was a little left. You wasn't expecting that one. No, yeah, <laughs> no UK. You thought I was, you thought I was trolling, huh? I, I kind of did. I was like, what is this? Nah, for real. But um, and also I, I texted you earlier, bro. I don't know why. I just listened to. Uh, Scary Hours 3 again, and that's Drake. Mm. My man. I don't know what. I know you just had a knee surgery. They probably uh, gave you some morphine, drugged you up, had you feeling good, but you were spitting, boy. For that first, that first record, he stepped on that joint. He let you know off top. I'm making the change oh today. The liquor been taking the pain away. What's wrong with you? I'm moving the fence with the bosses. Oh, my. Ah, bro, and then um, uh, wants and needs, bro. Let's enjoy that. What's the name? Was tap dancing? Yeah, um, uh, little, talk ba- about, little baby had a point to prove on that shit, boy. The dude said, "I'm not the goat. I'm not the goat, but I fit the description." God damn, God damn. Yeah, mm. I, I did a breakdown on my blog about how he kind of got Drake out of here. Psh- you think so? Drake was Drake was doing his thing though. No, no, Drake went in. I, I say that for sure, but I mean, baby was was different. He he said something like, mm-hmm. "I put them bands on your head." Uh, dang, what he said? I put the bands on your head for your children, and I'm not gonna spend a hundred million with my children or some shit like that. I was like, mm-hmm. God, damn, baby. <laughs> going on? And like, then um, lemon pepper freestyle. What he said? He said. The mo- I go to um, whatever meeting the moms get googly eyed no matter what they, the, um, what they husbands do to provide I was like come on oh my like, god bro and then he started flexing talking about all the things that's facts oh my yo Drake was Drake. <sighs> and then he said another bar what was it something about fame now doesn't amount to like your actual skill or something like that you just get pretty much saying you just get famous for stupid shit you don't have to be talented anymore bro if these were his throwaways they they like oh you know what these ain't good to make the album this album about to slap bro this is an instant classic this is gonna be an instant classic this is gonna be the best Drake we've heard in a decade that's why (laughs) listen yeah 
I don't know what I don't know why it hit so different. Like I didn't hate it when it first came out, but this one just hit. It, it hit different. Yeah, I was wondering. You test me about it. Like, I mean, did you, did, did you already? Did we talk about this before? Like, what you? Yeah, mean? we. The worst part is though we talked about it and I heard it like at least five, six times before that. But today I, I don't know if I was in the zone or something. I was feeling good. <laughs> It hit different today, bro. I'm like, yo, Drake really spitting, spitting. I, like, I heard every single bar he was saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that little tape fire. Like, like I've been yeah. bumping it still. That's something. That's one that's still in the rotation. So. Exactly. Which one is hard? <clears throat> yeah, but those are the two things. Um, though, Wild West for Central C and Scary Hours Three from Drake. So I'm, I'm gonna flip the reverse back on you, but from the mm-hmm. you know the film standpoint, you know. What you been watching? It's been a minute, so I know you've had to watch a lot of stuff, and hopefully you got the Letterbox D app so you can keep up with what you're watching. Surely you're doing it, right? Bro, massive L, bro. I have the app. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I, I had the app for a minute, too. I don't know why. From my mind, I just go to my notes and jot down what I watch instead of actually using the app. I, I got to remind myself. It's, it's, it's crazy at this point. But yeah, I, bro, I watched a lot of films since um we last been on. But um oh, there's this one film I've been wanting to tell you about too. You got Hulu? Yeah, I got Hulu. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of a uh, Boss Level? I've seen that with with Frank Grillo, right? And uh, Mel Gibson, bro. I've been telling anybody that will listen. I I just put this on randomly one night just. You know, just, just throw something out. I was in the mood to watch a movie. And, bro, when I tell you this movie slap, this movie slap, bro. And the concept is so... It's it's a familiar concept. Do you do you want me to tell you about the concept? Or, you, or you, do you plan on watching this? No, I saw it. They say he dies every day or something like that. And he has to fight something. Yeah, more. it's like a Groundhog, Groundhog Day type of concept. But mixed with action, bro. And, bro, it, it was really good. It's like Frank... Charisma and the action, just it, bro. And it had a little nice, heartfelt story in the middle of it. This this film was pretty good, bro. I definitely recommend it because you you love you love action and like uh, this, this should be right right in the the Will Hollow House of that yeah. boss level. Yeah, I'm gonna peep that. I, I've seen it and I, it looks promising. Mm-hmm. And um. I saw, oh yeah, I told you I went to the theaters twice, and one of them I just ran, we just went to the theater to watch, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. I just wanted to go to the theaters to watch it, it was, um, you know, it was cool, it's, it was not worth the hype that everybody was giving it, like, so, you know. Yeah, I figured, I'm I'm cool on that one. Yeah, it was a cool, some some people like it way more than me, maybe I'm a little bit more cynical at at this point of, of my life, I don't know. But, um, yeah, and I saw Nobody. Oh, yeah. Bro. <laughs> Yo, that movie slapped, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's on my favorites of, of this year, for sure. Like, yes, like, easily, easily. High up there, too. Not number one or anything like that, but it, it's high up there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because um, I'm sure you're probably going to talk about this as well. I don't know what more I could say. I know... Like Bob Odenkirk did his thing, bro. Yeah, he did. The action was on point mm-hmm. to T. Like the con, Mwah, Chef's kiss. Yeah, for real. And um, the latest one, 
I seen, I saw this movie called Cherry. Oh boy. It's, um, I don't know if you're familiar about it, Tom Holland. Yeah, I'm familiar. I haven't seen it, but I'm, I've heard some mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever you probably heard is 100% true. Because <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Boy, I did not like this movie. I did not like this movie at all. To the point. Mm. <laughs> the Russo brothers directed this film. And to be honest, I don't think the direct that the Russo could direct anything that does not have Kevin Feige attached to it. But I mean, Kevin you know, Feige but, I mean, is the Lord and Savior. You gotta remember though, because Kevin Feige directs all the movies. So I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really leave, you know, doesn't really leave much. Of, stupid. It doesn't really leave much for the directors to do. So, well, at this point, I was on, it, it's a hundred percent fact, bro. Cause not a fan of it at all, bro. Like, um, Tom Holland made out to be this druggie with PTSD. I was not buying one ounce of it. The weird, the absolute weird <laughs> decisions the Russo brothers did on the technical ass points of this made absolutely no sense. In the beginning of the film, this man is breaking the fourth wall like Deadpool for no apparent reason whatsoever. And then midway, that whole sequence is gone. He doesn't do that again. And then, like, some of these slow-mo, zoomed-in shots, like, what the fuck? Like, the cinematography, some of the color, like, it was... Bro, this... <laughs> this movie was extra long for no reason. I know some people love it, but to me, this movie was not it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, I bought... I bought Tom Holland's character more in The Devil all the, t- all the time than I did in this shit, bro. This... Man... Yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> oh my god! So that's my take on that, and those are um, some of the movies I've seen. Uh, no, I'm fucking dying. Um, <laughs> he said he broke the fourth wall and didn't return back to it. <laughs> Bro, like for the opening scene, and it's weird too. The sequences that he breaks the fifth, the fourth wall, like in Deadpool, it makes sense. This dude will just randomly break it, like, for no reason, and just start talking to the audience. I'm like, wait, what? And then go back to, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, like, I know some people like it, but I'm not some of those people. (laughs) Oh, man. What what happened? I'm sorry, man. I forgot to ask you what you watched. Man, it's funny as hell. Um, (laughs) It's funny as hell. I watched quite a bit. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, watched some little B horror movie called Jack in the Box on Amazon Prime. Yeah, really? I didn't see that one. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Mm. It, ain't, it ain't bad, but it's definitely it ain't it definitely isn't good either. It's just like a B roll movie that you just put on TV just to have some more. <clears throat> Right, what the fuck? This character design is creepy. The Jack in the Box? Yeah, jeez. Yeah, he, he does some wild shit, though. I say that. Like. Oh, yeah, I'm good off that, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't, me and clowns don't get along. I can see that. Yeah, yeah he, he, he does some clowning around, for sure. Uh, nah, I'm good, bro. I watched this movie called The Burning, 1981. Mm. It's like a slasher movie. These kids go to a... Summer camp and get killed. I mean, it's pretty, pretty cut and simple. <laughs> um, All right. 
you kill me like burning. Yeah, the burning. Um, the next movie I watched is called Along Came the Devil Two. Why does that sound familiar? The sequ- the first one I think is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I think th- that one's better than the second one, but this this one was I too. Um. Rewatch Jurassic Park. Mm. Just because it's just one of the best movies ever, so why not? Mm-hmm. I rewatched Jurassic World too. Um, of course, Mortal Kombat. Uh, I got the pleasure to watch Nobody as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what you think about it? Uh, I mean, everything you said, I echo all of that stuff. The choreography, the fights, the... I, I, the story, I just love how they built the beginning of showing how mundane his life was, and you know. Yeah, that was dope. I really like that they kind of, you know, double down on that. It was better than I expected. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it. it I went in with kind of high expectations, and it lived up to them. So that, that's. Mm-hmm. So it worked out for me. Um, and I did one more, but I can't. I forgot it. I, I didn't log it. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I um watched. You know, and I, oh yeah, rewatched Justice League, the only version that matters, and <laughs> we we don't talk about anything else besides that one. So um, this is factual. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's, that's what I watched. How many times have you seen it so far? Um, probably like six. Ah uh, damn! Because the first day it released, I watched it twice. Sheesh! I just watched it twice. Uh, Couple weeks ago, I think, or last week. Yeah, I watched it twice the day it released, and I watched it Saturday. Mm. And I watched it Sunday too. That Sunday. Still holds up. Oh yeah, I like I, I love it even more just because there's more things that I'm like piecing together and catching. Um. That I'm like, oh, that that's that, that's interesting. Um, I, what I'm ready to do though, I'm ready to watch all three in like a weekend, to really, Sheesh. to really like. Leave some Easter eggs and see what what, he, what where he put stuff. Yeah, you know that would be dope though. I think I'll do that too. Yeah, I plan to do it Memorial weekend. Mm. Once um, I once I have the Blu-ray in my hands, like ooh, can't wait. <laughs> Just go back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, yep. So that's toward is the end of the podcast. But before we you know, hop off, I forgot to ask you your thoughts on the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do a Trailer. Oh, we were talking oh. about those two. I forgot to bring that up. Oh, I'm in there like swimwear. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm super interested with that. And I just, you know, Patrick's a great actor, man. So yes, he um, is. I, I just, for the fact that he's in it, I just don't really see it disappointing. Because um, mm. he 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 knocks up the park. And uh, you know, seeing them two come together again. In a movie like this, I, I'm I'm excited. I like the story. I like that it's more of a proving of a murder mystery. It's more like a it's like a paranormal murder mystery. I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to it, man. What about you? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it looks way better than I thought it would look, especially with James Wan not actually coming back to direct it this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it looks actually creepy. So. Yeah, from the opening shot, the dude walking in the street covered in blood. Yeah, uh, I'm game for it. So, yeah, opening day, easily. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
with that being said ladies and gentlemen that is the end of episode 18 of the film wrap up like we do with every episode you can find me at the film fiends and all social media platforms twitter instagram youtube where can they find you man oh, same thing here all all social platforms uh the rap nerd jso the rap nerd jso type me in and i will pop up wherever you can search me yes sir and um even if you got your shot that doesn't mean not to mask up just keep acting up it's not over you know stay safe practice you know safe you know protocols and stuff like that and until episode 19 peace we out Film wrap up, they wanna know. We tell them once and they still ask us. But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film wraps, bruh, we keep it real, that's yeah. us. It don't matter whether early or late, we still make the scoop. Even though we on digital, we keep it real, they shoot. Bro, we ill with it too, so you know the deal with the truth. We know this field isn't cute, but we got them social skills like the troops. We had discussions about each of the stars. Our opinion makes us leave you in awe. We may talk about the box office numbers and see which movie really beat up the charts. Drama filled, genre films, boom bap down the track rap. Treat the door like a snack pack. We in our bag like a knapsack. Film fiend and the rap nerd. We mean our exact words. Can't forget about the comic side. Guaranteed to make the comics rise. Shout out to all of the listeners. Showing love to my guy and I. We just been doing our job for sure. Putting in work like a nine to five. This is the film rapper. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us This is the film wrap-up They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us